This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. Crystal Raceway in Tennessee, the pleasant sound of the roar of racing engines as the track has dried, the rain has stopped, and we're now just a few moments into the running of the Goodies 500. Alongside Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold. Joe Moore covering the action of the turns for us. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Alan Bestwick are down on the pit lane. Upon the drop of the green flag, the field has gotten to single-file racing formation. Mark Martin has led from the beginning. Terry Labonte is second. Michael Waltrip third. Rusty Wallace fourth. Dale Earnhardt is now fifth. Jeff Gordon, who started fourth, has dropped back to sixth. Ricky Craven is now running in seventh. Ricky Rudd is eighth. Ted Musgrave is ninth. And Hut Strickland is tenth. And Barney so far with the threat of getting out of the groove and finding the wall. Everybody is staying in single file formation. The track now nice and dry. Yeah, they're going to try to work a little rubber in there. Even though we didn't have that heavier rain, the track has changed dramatically. So they're not going to do that harder racing here for a few minutes. But I think maybe in another 10 or 20 laps when this racetrack comes in a little more and that groove starts working up, we'll see some side-by-side racing. It's going to get interesting here very shortly anyway because the leader is about to catch the tail end of the field. Greg Saxon, Dave Marcus will be the first two cars that Mark Martin will chase down. Here they come off turn number four and get ready to work back into turns one and two, and they'll probably catch him in a couple of more laps as they work over to Joe Moore. Doesn't take long for the lapping to begin, and here on lap number 24, Mark Martin is just about five, maybe seven car lengths behind the Greg Sachs machine. A couple of good races have been watching back to the pack even in the first 20 laps or so for the tenth spot. Jeff Bodine has had a handful trying to get by the Hunt Strickland car. There he goes now in turn four, makes his move, and finally Bodine clears. He'll pick up the tenth position. So Jeff Bodine makes the pass right now. The leader beginning to close in on the tail end of the field. Greg Sachs will be the first driver in peril of going a lap down. Even though he qualified in 21st position, he missed the driver's meeting earlier this evening. And the rule is, if you miss that, you have to start at the end of the field. So he went all the way back to 36th position, and he's in peril of going a lap down now as the leaders have caught him in turn four. Dave Marcus, just a couple of links, car links back right now as they work into turn number one. Let's see which lane he's going to choose. If Greg protects the inside, he'll have to go around the outside. They're back in three. Sachs moves over, drops to the inside lane, opens up the outside. Wide open for Mark Martin to make his pass and Terry Labonte to the follow suit. So as Sachs makes the move to the inside, the leaders will go by easily enough. Dale Earnhardt also on the move. Tried to get a spot away from Rusty Wallace in one. He's trying to get the fourth position. Rusty Wallace, meanwhile, putting pressure on the man in front of him in third. That is Michael Walter. That'll settle down coming back to turn three. Ricky Rudd makes a move on Ricky Craven over in turn number three and he will move up a spot closer. Right now, that track beginning to come in a little bit. The cars are feeling a little bit better to the drivers. We're going to see some passing start here as the leader goes back to turn number three. Mark Martin again has a big pack of traffic directly ahead. He'll catch Dave Marcus next, and Lake Speed will be the next two cars he'll close in on. And Joe, as he works in there, it's just single-file traffic as far as you can see down the back straightaway. Yeah, but again, we're starting to see a couple of cars starting to move up a little bit to drop down low to try some different lanes because they're getting a little more courage, and they are working a groove in here. We're starting to see this uh, concrete brush up a bit. Trouble off turn number four. Rusty Wallace and Dale Earnhardt get together and Wallace goes into the outside wall. Caution is on the speedway. Didn't take long for that one to come out. They were racing hard coming through turn three and four. They touched just a little bit and Rusty's car turned around and has now come to rest right at the flag stand. We 
see a little fire coming out of the car also down there. As caution is on the speedway, the other drivers scoot to the bottom of the racetrack. The fire goes out, and Rusty gets the car fired, and will take it on around. He's going to be a little warm himself, I think. I dare say he will be. Rusty Wallace, who has already picked up five wins and four second-place finishes here. He'll drive back around and now try and grab a position. He'll draw even with Dale Earnhardt, as though they might be exchanging a word or two. They come close to one another and might even, Joe, have made contact on the backstretch. Just about rubbed up against the side of Dale Earnhardt. I think uh, maybe a, a gesture was made there as Rusty pulled up alongside. Now Rusty slows and everyone goes by to the inside. Tempers are short, but after all, this is Bristol Raceway. Jim Phillips, any damage on the car? Yes, there is, Eli. The back deck lid is wrinkled up. The left rear quarter panel is pushed over. I could not tell if the rear end might have gotten pushed over some. That would be critical here at Bristol, Tennessee. And the level of the spoiler seems to be the way it was. It didn't seem like it pushed the dead deck lid down any at all. And that could be a plus for Rusty Wallace. They changed the four tires. He's back in the pits right now. And they're working on the left side again. We're going to get to see if we can get in here closer and see exactly what they're doing to the left rear quarter panel. They're going to have to secure the deck lid. The front of the deck lid is opened up, so they're going to have to get that pushed down. There was definite contact between Earnhardt and Wallace when that spin occurred coming off turn number four. And right now the field about set to get the one-to-go signal, and Rusty Wallace is back in again. And they're working on that deck lid right now. They opened up the hood before. Trying to get the toe in on the left front tire like it uh, should be. Now they've got the hood pushed down. They put some tape on it. And Rusty Wallace peels back onto the racetrack. And now Dale Earnhardt is being put to the back of the field by NASCAR as a result of the contact that was made between himself and Rusty Wallace coming out of turn number four moments ago. The message has been relayed from the NASCAR officials to Richard Childress and Andy Petrie, the team owner and crew chief, and they then relayed that back to Dale Earnhardt, who was being sent to the back of the field. Let's go back to Jim Phillips on pit road in the Earnhardt pit. Well, we are. Andy Petrie's out on the pit line. We're going to try to find out Richard Childress exactly what that is. See what they're saying here. Richard, what are they saying? Well, he said Rusty got out of the gas a little bit and he bumped him. He said he didn't mean to, but that's the way that's the call. Okay, that's Richard Childress. Green flag goes back up in the air, and we'll go back to full speed racing as they take off for turn number one. Mark Martin hauls it off in a hurry. Rusty Wallace was the first car down, a lap down. He's trying to get around him over in turn three. All single file in the second place now. You've got Terry Labonte, Michael Waltrip third, fourth Jeff Gordon, and Ricky Rudd is fifth. Here comes Rusty Wallace drawing even and going right past Mark Martin. Blew by Mark Martin with old midnight as old Martin were standing still. Rusty Wallace now leads the parade, coming down the back straight away. Here's Terry Labonte looking to the inside of Mark Martin, the race for the lead. Lobotti falls back in line in turn four. Mark looked like he's having a little bit of trouble keeping the car down as low in the groove as he needed to in the corners, and Terry Lobotti was trying to take advantage of it, but give a call to Rusty Wallace. He alertly gets that lap back in a hurry, and now he is at the head of the pack on the tail end of the lead lap. Mark Martin is the leader. Terry Labonte rides second. Michael Waltrip third. Jeff Gordon is fourth. Ricky Rudd is fifth. Ricky Craven is sixth. Then comes Ted Musgrave and Jeff Bodine. They go back to turn two. Jeff Gordon putting some pressure on Michael Waltrip for the third spot. Coming down that back uh, straightaway the last time he looked to the inside. Once again, Gordon is there. No chance to make the move. He'll fall back in line. They'll all hold their position. Single file. Joe Nimichek and Derek Culp scrambling a bit back at 10th and 11th. Culp makes a look again to the inside of Nimichek. Nothing there. Also, Dale Jarrett looking to make a move. He's further back at about the 12th and 13th. 
15th position. He's trying to get by Robert Presley. He'll, too, fall back in line as they come to turn four. And Dale Earnhardt picking his way from the back of the pack. He's already gotten around four cars. He's now about to move up on Dick Trickle, which will be the next car. He'll try to get around and work himself back up in the top of the running order. They go back to turn three. Mark Martin still shows the way again. Rusty Wallace on the tail end of the lead lap. He's a couple of car lengths ahead of Martin. Here they come back to the stripe. Mark Martin leads again. He has led all 44 laps thus far. Single file all the way back until Dale Jarrett makes a bit for 12th spot in turn one. Jarrett drops to the inside of Robert Presley. He'll flash by as they come into turn number two and pick up the spot. Presley quickly falls back in line before Ward Burton closes in for the kill. So far, it's been a typical Bristol race. They drop the green flag. They Everybody kind of is a little courteous in the first 100 laps or so, nine times out of ten. And then once it becomes bumping and shoving and pushing, kind of becomes epidemic from the front of the field to the back, and we'll see that before the night is over. Mark Martin's still the leader. He's pulled away from Terry Labonte by three car lengths and pulled a long ways away from Michael Waltrip, who's in danger of losing that third spot right now to Jeff Gordon. Gordon again drops to the inside, tries to make the move, but Waltrip closes the door, keeps him back there. Further back in the pack, John Andretti had trouble getting off turn two the last lap. He lost about three spots as Dale Earnhardt and Jeremy Mayfield by the pass on Andretti. Jeff Bodine makes a move. He goes around Ted Musgrave. He'll grab the seventh position right now as the field scrambles off turn four. Close quarters racing. Greg Saxon Andretti now gets out of the groove. Maybe he and Marcus made a little contact in the turn. Andretti had a problem the last time in turn four as well. There could be a problem on that car for the last few times He's been going way up high in the banking. John's car has not been working well almost since the third or fourth lap. We watched him back in there a time or two kind of fight the car going through both ends of the speedway. Traffic's going to be the big problem on that racetrack right now as they are spread out all the way around here as the leader goes back to turn number three. Rusty Wallace on the tail end of the lead lap just directly ahead of Mark Martin. Terry Labonte drops back again, loses another car length, and the gap gets even bigger back to the third place where Michael Waltrip is doing a heck of a job of holding Trouble in turn number four. Brett Bodine's car breaks loose. Don't know if he might have had some help from the rear. Tough to tell in close quarters racing. The Lowe's car up against the turn four wall. It will have some damage on the left rear of the automobile. And we are under caution for the second time here at Bristol. Lap number 51. All the lead cars are down the pit lane for service. Joe Nimichek missed his pit the first time. He'll come back to the Burger King crew. And out of pit road, quick work for the Rainbow Warriors and Ray Everett. Ham and the boys have gotten Jeff Gordon out in front of all the rest. Jim Phillips. All these cars on this inning line. Mark Martin, the leader. Terry Labonte. Rusty Wallace. Dale Earnhardt. Ricky Craven. Ricky Rudd. Michael Walter. Jeff Gordon. All of them. Four tires of gasoline. Now Earnhardt comes back in the pit. They go around the right side to check the sheet metal on Dale Earnhardt's car. Winston Kelly. The crews literally tiptoe down on a pit lane. The pit stalls themselves completely dry. Where the wetness is, is out in that next groove, and the groove right in front of the openings where Joe Nemechek was. He did miss his pit. Routine pit stops for everybody but Nemechek. The field will get the one-to-go one signal as they get back to the start-finish line. Reminder that during tonight's NASCAR Winston Cup race, the RCA Pit Strategy Award will be given to the pit crew that best exemplifies speed, decisiveness, and a winning spirit. A select panel will award $5,000 to the one NASCAR team they select, and they'll become eligible for the RCA Pit Strategy Award of the Year, worth $50,000 at season's end. Let's check backstretch pit area with Alan Bestwick. I see Brett Bodine's in again. Second stop for the Lowe's car, Eli. They've got some pretty extensive sheet metal damage on the left side. They changed four tires last time. Now they've got the car back in. They're trying to pull the fenders away from the tires using a metal bar 
car with a roller on it that they stick in at the back bottom part of the fender well. He drives the car forward a little. It kind of rolls over the top of the tire, pushes that fender away. He's left now. They don't see any big suspension damage. Well, that's certainly good news there for Brett Bodine as the field has gotten the one-to-go signal. Now, at the head of the field, you've got Jeremy Mayfield, Lake Speed, John Andretti, along with the car of Jimmy Spencer, then Jeff Gordon. Those cars are leading the race at this stage of the evening. So Mayfield is currently being shown as the leader. He chose not to make a pit stop. And the pace car moves on to pit road, coming down. Green flag goes in the air. Jeremy Mayfield takes off. Lake Speed takes off. And John Andretti sets sail for turn number one. And they hustle a little bit over to the corner. No racing for the lead out of turn two and up to three. Single file coming down the back straightaway. A two-car breakaway. Jeremy Mayfield and Blake Speed have about five car lengths on third place, John Andretti. Jeremy Mayfield driving for Cale Yarborough, who had nine wins here during his driving days. And both Mayfield and Speed pull away from third place on back. Andretti slides up the banking yet again, coming off turn number two. Open up the inside lane for Jimmy Spencer, but he falls back in line and doesn't try to make the pass. John has the car handling a little bit better through the corners, but still not sticking at the bottom of the racetrack like everybody else is. And Jimmy Spencer trying to get underneath him going through turns one and two in a battle for third place. They're up to three. Spencer sees the opening down to the inside, thinks better of it, got plenty of time here. He'll fall back in line and just kind of take his time for the time being. Lap number 60 on the board of the 500 here this evening. Jeremy Mayfield leading for only the second time this year. He led for 18 laps at Darlington, the Trans-South Financial 400 earlier in the year. He has the lead. Second spot is Lake Speed at a goodly distance. Trouble in turn number two. One car goes up the banking. It is Brett Bodine yet again. The car has crashed hard into the outside retaining wall. Here come the leaders barely getting by as Brett Bodine rolls down the banking in turn one. Close call for Brett Bodine. He let that car get off the banking in a hurry, and the field was bearing down on him. He almost got tagged and tagged hard, but he didn't. He's at the bottom of the racetrack, and caution is on the speedway. Didn't really see what triggered that. The car just looked like it came out from under him. I think that's what happened, Barney, as he came to the end of the front straightaway. There was no traffic back there. He was at the tail end of the field. It just seemed to kind of snap around all of a sudden and backed into the outside retaining wall. So we are under caution again. Brett Bodine, who had problems in the second caution, now problems here on the third caution. Can uh, We'll have to just wait and see exactly how much damage has been done to the automobile this time by, but there's significant work to be done this time. They had pretty well gotten away somewhat unscathed in that first problem, but this time again, the car came through the corner, and as he went up the banking, the car just seemed to try and break loose, and that's what it did. He couldn't save it, and Alan Bestwick, this time those fellas have a lot of work to do. Yeah, they sure do. The whole back end of the car is flattened down. The trunk lid is all squished up against the back tires. The car is full of smoke now. Brett sitting here. They're trying to cut away the back quarter fenders and pull them away from the tire so he can continue, but I think they're going to have a lot of work to do to get this car going again. It's hard to believe how good you can be at this racetrack for a lot of years, like Junior Johnson's team was, and in the recent years they've really had trouble with their short track program. One lap. One lap to go, and we'll be back to green. They've also just given the black flag to Bobby Hamilton, and we'll have to uh, find out exactly why. It's still somewhat unclear, but they just did show the black flag to Bobby Hamilton. Here comes Greg Sachs down the back pit area. He'll, He'll make a stop at lap number 64. So this is now a stop under the yellow. Remember that Sachs has taken over the ride in the Hardy's car for Alan Dillard, replacing Ward Burton, who has moved on to Bill Davis' racing and the mbna pontiac here comes jeff burton he'll make a pit stop here on the main straightaway the ray bestest 
crew looking around as though not exactly sure what the problem is. They're scurrying around, and now they decide to jack up the car on the left side. Winston? They're going to work on the left side of the car. Two tires on the automobile. Rich Bickle picked up a number of positions during that last caution flag. He got two right side tires only, so picked up a number of positions. Jeff Burton returns to the track. Bobby Hamilton also goes into the pits in the back straightaway as a green flag comes out here on the front straightaway. Jeremy Mayfield, the leader, sets sail for turn number one as Jeff Burton's car is down and away. He goes back under the speedway, but he's going to go a lap down. Jeff Gordon trying to move up in a hurry. He gets up into fourth place over in turn three. Makes a move to the outside this time of John Andretti and picks up the spot. They go single file off turn four. 66 laps on the board. Bobby Hamilton remains in the back pit area while Mayfield and Lake Speed try to sprint away from Spencer. That's the front two cars. Jimmy Spencer sits third. Fourth now is Jeff Gordon. Here's the race for fifth. Terry Labonte under John Andretti. John's car, as we said, just not handling through the corners like he needs it to. He needs to be able to stick at the bottom of the racetrack. He'll lose two, maybe three spots. He and Michael Waltrip hammer on each other a little bit going through the corner, but John's just trying to keep the car under control. Meanwhile, Jeff Gordon moves up in turn three. Jeff Gordon moves down to the inside of Jimmy Spencer trying to get by that car. He'll fall back in line and go single file down to turn one. They work back into the corner. Front two still sprinting away. Bobby Hamilton, meanwhile, four laps down as Jeff Gordon makes a bid on Spencer for third. Gordon gets the open lane down on the inside. He'll flash by and open up for a couple other drivers. There goes Terry Labonte. Also going by is the Rich Bickle car. And if they ever catch you out of that bottom lane, if you drift up a little bit, you're going to lose a lot of spots. Jimmy Spencer loses about three in that encounter there just a moment ago. Under caution here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee for the fourth time tonight as Mother Nature has again paid a visit and a Apparently, it's not the heavy rain still, Jim Phillips, but just enough to start wetting this racetrack down and to be a little bit uh, touchy out there for the drivers on slick tires. Ray Everham, crew chief for Jeff Gordon, went over and told the NASCAR official, he said, hey, the car is beginning to wiggle as it comes off the corners. It's just too wet to race, and the NASCAR official called in to the other official said, it's just too wet. We're going to have to put out the caution. And then they heard from Jeremy Mayfield, who is the race leader, and then he's also radioed in and said this track is getting a little too wet. So once you hear from the race leader, then you hear from a guy running third and fourth and fifth, you realize that nobody has a vested interest there. So uh, NASCAR did throw the caution. Lap number 73, the first lap of yellow. We'll come back to update you on the Bobby Hamilton story and a lot more as Jeremy Mayfield continues to lead. From the Bristol International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn? Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws? If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.
back at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee where a light rain continues to fall. Pace car speed is normally 35 miles an hour here at Bristol, but to keep a little more heat in the racetrack, Elmo Langley has just suggested and the NASCAR officials in the tower agreed that he will now start picking up the pace car speed to 50 miles an hour. So that's what they'll be doing. It still looks as though they're going at a snail's pace compared to what we've been watching here, but they have now dropped the, or up the pace car speed to 50 miles an hour. Brett Bodine has put his car behind the wall. We also told you that Bobby Hamilton was held for five laps on the back straightaway pit area after being black flagged by NASCAR. Alan Bestwick is on top of that story. I am in the STP pit standing next to Richard Petty, who doesn't look all that really happy right now. We'll see if uh, he's interested in having a word to say. Robbie Loomis went over to the front stretch pit with a car cover in case they bring out the red flag for the rain. We'll see if Richard, uh, well, Richard, Richard said he's... Uh, Richard, Richard is, uh, well, we're not going to get a word with Richard right now. We'll try again in uh, just a second. Okay, but obviously uh, NASCAR felt that one of the incidents, if not both, involving Brett Bodine might have had some uh, contribution from Bobby Hamilton. And to be very honest, we up here in the tower didn't see either one of those start, so uh, we can't uh, say yay or nay. A quick look at the NASCAR weather radar downstairs still shows a lot of that green stuff on the screen, Winston Kelly. You've just had a uh, pretty good look, and it's pretty much all around the Bristol, Tennessee area right now. Yeah, it is an interesting situation. It's been all around us for some time. I was over here before we got the race restarted, and the track is exactly in the middle of some of the light rain. Here in the mountains of Bristol, Tennessee, a lot of times these windows, so to speak, don't show up on the radar. Now, the weather seems to be shifting just a bit. There were some openings to the north, to the southwest of us a little bit ago. Now it's almost due south, so it's almost like it's shifting underneath us and then going over a little bit from a left-to-right standpoint, so there are quite a bit of openings out there that we could get this race in this evening. That's the problem with the weather in these mountainous areas, Barney. These fronts will kind of bounce around on you. Well, they can get hung up on one side of the mountain or up the valleys like they can down at North Wilkesboro. We've seen the weather picture the same way. I've been here, I guess, since 60 when they first started running racing, 61 here. And a lot of times, it has, like today, it's rained all day in Johnson City, they yeah. say. And we didn't get a drop here until about 4.30 this afternoon. So there's still a lot of possibilities of getting this race in tonight. Yeah, and Johnson City is, is one of the tri-cities up here, Kingsport, Johnson City, and Bristol. So uh, it's still very close. But uh, those folks have had all sorts of weather today, and we really have had none here at the track until uh, shortly before race time. 83 laps on the board right now as the field continues under caution. We've seen Robert Presley make a pit stop during this yellow period. Uh, Alan Bestwick, you've been checking on the Brett Bodine repairs back there. Lots of repairs to be made on the Lowe's car, Eli. There's a group out of Asheville called Southeastern Frame Racing. They build race cars, a lot of late model stock cars, and they have a team that is paid to come to every NASCAR Winston Cup race. About 18 or 13, rather, Winston Cup teams chip in money for these people to show up, and they bring a frame straightener. And the crew has brought the straightener out. They're trying to hook it up to the back end of Brett Bodine's car now to pick up the back clip on the car and straighten it out so they can get the spoiler up in the air and then get back on the racetrack. Brett Bodine is in the car. His helmet is on. Uh, he is upset, I think it's fair to say, so we're not going to stick uh, the microphone in there at a minute's time, but they've got the frame straightener out on the Lowe's board. I'll tell you, anytime you come to Bristol, you're going to have some tempers flare just a little bit, and before the evening is over, i got a feeling we'll see a lot more. Let's go back to the pits. Yeah, you got a night like this, a driver needs all the help he can get. I'm down in Martin Martin's pit with Steve Mills. Steve, got some radio problems, I understand. Yeah, we can, uh, Mark can hear us. We can just barely hear him. It's the push to talk button on the steering wheel. Next pit stop, we'll just give him a button, and he'll hook it up under the yellow. We'll be just fine. We can hear him enough to understand what he's doing. So we're okay. What do you think about the track right now? 
Hi, uh, it's as dry as it's ever been. You know, we got stuck in the pits here a while ago. Just one of them deals. It was slick. We couldn't get going good. We're back in traffic. We're not happy with that. But hopefully, we got a long way to go. Looks like it's trying to dry out. Maybe we'll get back to race. We told you Robert Presley made a pit stop at lap 82. He came by us moments ago, and here he comes again. The back of the car definitely is showing a, a dark spot, a, a black spot in the middle of the word skull on the back bumper. I would assume they've got a, a, a grease problem, a rear end problem there. That's normally the telltale sign as uh, they were in for service moments ago. And we'll have Winston Kelly check on that in just a moment. Let's bring you up to speed on where we are here, working lap number 86 under caution. Jeremy Mayfield is the race leader. Lake Speed is second. Jeff Gordon runs third. Fourth now is the Terry Labonte car. And fifth is Rich Bickle. Sixth is Jimmy Spencer. Michael Waltrip is seventh. Eighth belongs to Dick Trickle. Ninth now is Morgan Shepard. Darrell Waltrip is tenth. Mark Martin runs eleventh. Twelfth is Ted Musgrave. Bill Elliott is thirteenth. Fourteenth goes to Jeff Bodine. Steve Grissom is fifteenth. Sixteenth is Derek Cope. Seventeenth, Dale Jarrett. Eighteenth now is Hutch Strickland. Jeff Burton is nineteenth. And Kenny Schrader wraps up the top 20. Average speed, 74.856 miles an hour. We're working the fourth caution flag with only one driver out of the event thus far, Brett Bodine. And as you heard from Alan, they are endeavoring to try and get that car back in the race. Let's go to pit road, Winston Kelly. Well, Robert Presley has been on pit road three times. He's coming back down pit road for the fourth time. The crew jacks the car up. Charlie Presley, his brother, on the left side. Jimmy Pitland underneath the car working in the rear end area. They're spraying some stop leak there. We talked to Jimmy between pit stops. They don't know exactly where the problem's coming from. They do have some black smoke on the back of the car. Sterling Marlin also pits. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Green flag in the air, lap 92. Jeremy Mayfield and Lake Speed. Nice moves around lapped cars. They'll pull away from third place, Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon tracked behind two lap cars, Bobby Hamilton and the Jeff Burton car. Here they come, single file. Back into turn number four. No one stepping out of line and trying to make a pass. As the front two try to get away, everybody else back there from third on trying to get a little running room to catch up to them as they work back to turns one and two. Terry Labonte is one of those cars trying to catch up to Jeff Gordon as they head back to three. Single file coming back to the turn. Jeff Burton looked out on the inside trying to get back on the lead lap. Unsuccessful as he exit turn four. Jeff Burton had a problem on a pitch stop a short while ago. Winston Kelly, what was the story there? Yeah, coming to change left side tires. They cut down one of the left side tires of Robert Brown. 
Wesley's car, the crew's afraid that the rear end's coming out on the Skull Chevrolet. So that's the update on those two drivers. The leader, Jeremy Mayfield, for only the second time this year, leading on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit. Lake Speed right behind him in second. Lake Speed not letting him get too far away. Here they come. Nose the tail off the corner. Further back, Jeff Gordon still behind those two lap cars. Then you got Robert Presley, Terry Labonte, and Rich Bickle. They're all single file. Lake Speed had thoughts of trying to take the lead away from Jeremy Mayfield, but he's got his hands full right now with Jeff Burton, who's trying to get underneath him to get up there and take a shot at the leader and get back on the tail end of the lead lap. They're back in three. Jeff Burton's got a fast car. Can't quite make the move to the outside. Lake Speed's doing a good job blocking the inside lane. Meanwhile, further back, Jeff Gordon trying to close in just a bit. Then you've got the lap car of Robert Presley. Terry Labonte, who's running in fourth, will try and get around Presley if he can. That move will be unsuccessful. Back in single file goes Terry Labonte. Here's the field. Back into the corner again. Jeff Burton tries to get underneath Lake Speed. And again, he'll fail and fall back in line. Let's give a call to Rich Bickle in the Dick Brooks Kendall car. He's having a good run here tonight. He's, they made a good pit stop a moment ago to get him back out there among the top five. He's running good. The car is really hooked up as Terry Labonte gets underneath. Robert Presley over there to move a little closer to the leaders back in turn three. Presley's car went a little bit high going into turn one. Just the opening that Labonte was looking for. He swept by and got by that lap car. Everybody looking for an opening now. Craven goes high in turn number four. Ricky Rudd tries to make the move behind him. No chance to make a pass yet. They'll go back into the corner battling for 21st spot. A couple of those cars going wide of the turn. Ricky Craven quickly brings the car back down before Ricky Rudd gets a run going there. Bobby Labonte also in that battle. Now all those cars will get by John Andretti as he drifts high in turn four. And Dale Earnhardt trying to get his way back to the front of the pack. He is mired all the way back there in 21st position. He gets away from some of those cars. Now has clear sailing as he works his way up on Kenny Schrader, trying to get a little closer to the front. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, give a call again to Jeremy Mayfield and Lake Speed as they hold off everybody back to turn three. Mayfield's got a car length and a half down on Lake Speed. Lake Speed's still a busy man here as Jeff Burton's trying to get by him. 42 laps down is Brett Bodine, but here comes the Lowe's car back onto the racetrack after the extended stay behind the wall, so he's 42 laps back, but on the speedway, nevertheless. The leader, Jeremy Mayfield, right behind him, a car length back is Lake Speed, then two lapped cars, Jeff Burton, followed by Bobby Hamilton, Burton one lap down, Hamilton five laps down, then third place, Jeff Gordon in turn one. In fourth now, you've got Terry Labonte, he's about four car lengths behind the Jeff Gordon machine, then you've got Robert Presley, his lap car before fifth place, Rich Bickle, he's facing a challenge now from Jimmy Spencer. That's the best race on the speedway right now, is from fifth place on back. Rich Bickle trying to hold off Jimmy Spencer. Michael Waltrip's locked up in that battle. Also, Dick Trickle and Morgan Shepard. That's a good scramble off turn two. Bickle goes a little bit high coming off turn two. There's Spencer dropping to the inside. Tries to pull up alongside. Can't quite make it stick. Back in line. He'll try again in four. But he can't pull it off. If he'd kept the button down, he would have taken Rich Bickle out and maybe wrecked himself as well. Spencer, for the moment, holding his position as he works to turn two. There's a problem for Ricky Craven off turn four. His car slipped. Went up out of the groove. Three cars will bypass Ricky Craven. Let's see if he gets it back up to speed. Maybe so, but he can't get back in line. Six, maybe seven cars are going to go by Ricky Craven. If they squeeze you out of that groove and there's no way to get back in, you can't force the issue. You just simply have to sit out there and watch as many cars as can get underneath you go right on by. Jeff Gordon in a big tangle up in turn number four. Not a wreck or anything like that, but heavy traffic as he works around. Jeff Burton in that lap car now tries to get underneath to get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap, and Jeremy Mayfield... And there's trouble in 
turn two, Barney. A couple of cars get sideways. Morgan Shepard spins up there. Derek Cope is involved. A couple of cars squeezed by. Earnhardt almost gets a piece of this. He squeezes by, makes the move down the back straightaway. Morgan Shepard now refires his car. But Lake Speed is the new leader of the Goodies 500 as we are under caution. Caution for the fifth time. Morgan Shepard spinning in the corner and everybody else going around to try and find a position not to wreck. First time ever this year that Lake Speed has led a NASCAR Winston Cup Series event and he now finds himself back at the point with Jeff Gordon right there as well. He'll be the man lining up behind him upon the restart. 109 laps complete here at Bristol. We are under caution. I think uh, John Andretti might have bounced off the wall and they're trying to get slowed up in that accident also just a minute ago. John is on the apron of the racetrack now heading for the back pits. He might have sustained a little damage to that car over there. And Jeremy Mayfield had really dropped off the pace just before that caution flag came out. Jeremy's all the way back now, uh, maybe about fifth or sixth position as we're under caution. Let's go to the back pits and Alan Bestwick. Andretti is in. It looks like the uh, right front fender on the car is uh, it looks okay. The left front looks okay. I can't see the back end of the car from here. I'm farther up the pit lane than that. Lake Speed's car had been pushing out a little bit of water earlier on in the race, but it's, uh, the crew chief Peter Suspendo says it's okay now. He's fine. The rest of the cars on the lead lap here in the back pits are waiting to come in, including Jeremy Mayfield's RCA team. Tony First standing out of the pit lane now. His car has a little wrinkle in the left rear quarter panel, but it doesn't look serious. The spoiler angle looks intact, so they should be okay. A confirmation on the videotape shows that at the caution flag that came out with Morgan Shepard's spin, the caution came out behind the lead cars. The leaders had already passed the start-finish line when the caution came down. So the leaders were supposed to race back to the yellow. Lake Speed slowed up just a bit. Jeff Gordon kept on going, and this has been reconfirmed by the videotape. So Jeff Gordon is the race leader. He is now going to be credited with the lead at lap 108 and is lining up behind Elmo Langley. There are two videotape sources that NASCAR can use. One is from the network that televises the event, in this case ESPN, but NASCAR also has their own photo finish camera. That official Tim Earp is in charge of running at the start-finish line. They rolled back both videos and it confirmed that Jeff Gordon and Lake Speed didn't get the caution the first time. So, indeed, Jeff Gordon was right in racing back and taking the lead. Let's go to Pit Road. I'm down in Dale Earnhardt's pit with Andy Petrie. And you got a piece of that wreck over there. How bad did it hurt your car? That looks like it just knocked the left rear quarter panel in. Man, it's going it out. But, uh, everything looks okay now. So, it doesn't look like that the rear end housing is out of line or anything. They did come in and had to pull the sheet metal away from Dale Earnhardt's left rear tire. Hard to race at Bristol and not get a little wrinkle sheet metal sometime during the evening, but the big thing that most of the drivers try to avoid is getting it bent in so that it will keep them from having a chance to win the race, and Dale Earnhardt's still very much in contention. Getting ready to go back to green. Jeff Gordon is the leader. Bobby Hamlin, the first car, down inside, a lap down. He'll race him down to turn number one, try to get back on the tail end of the lead lap, and Gordon stays in the throttle, but so does Bobby Hamilton off turn two. Hamilton gets a good run coming off turn two down the back straightaway. He gets a nose out in front and now slides by to get one of his laps back. So he's now four laps down, Bobby Hamilton is, after being assessed a five-lap 
penalty by NASCAR earlier in the evening. Front two pulling away now around some lap traffic. Jeff Gordon shows the way again. He's behind the lap car of Bobby Hamilton. Then you've got Lake Speed before the lap car of Robert Presley. Then Terry Labonte and Jimmy Spencer. Lap traffic playing a factor at the front of the pack with a lap car directly ahead of the leader and a lap car between second and third as they work down in turns number one and two. Terry Labonte in no hurry to get up there and scramble for third place as he works back to turn three. He's got an eye full of Robert Presley just ahead of him. Presley putting some pressure on Lake Speed trying to get back to get his lap back. Here they work off the corner back to the start finish line. Robert Presley running one lap down as Joe says in 33rd position. He'll hound away on Lake Speed. Can't quite make a pass this time though as we work lap 124. Average speed 71.936 miles an hour in and around the five caution flags. The leader Jeff Gordon back to one. He's still behind Bobby Hamilton. Can't quite make the move. Robert Presley also still bearing down on Lake Speed. Off turn two each time he'll look down low. Speed is able to slam the door. Presley may have to look to the outside to move by. It's been a good racetrack for Robert Presley over the years. Had some great run in bush competition for a lot of times. Dives to the inside this time and will get around Lake Speed. Terry Labonte had thoughts of doing the same thing, but Lake shuts the door on him. A little bit of contact there at the turn as well as Lake Speed came down. Terry Labonte was there. Little sparks flying off the corner at uh, turn number two. They'll settle down. They'll go single file. They almost made a spam sandwich out of Lake Speed that time by. They'll go around Brett Bodine, who's running some 42 laps down. He'll go to the high side of the banking as the lap cars have been instructed to do here this evening. Everybody gets by him cleanly enough. Lap 127 on the board. Lead lap everybody except Robert Presley, John Andretti, Bobby Hamilton, and Brett Bodine, the leaders on the back stretch. Here comes... Jeff Gordon down the back straight away. He's got about five, six car lengths on the lap car of Robert Presley. About three car lengths back to the second place battle. It's Lake Speed trying to hold off Terry Labonte. Jimmy Spencer doing a good job here at Bristol, using a lot of patience tonight here at this racetrack. Sometimes Spencer wants to get to the front in a hurry, but tonight he's used good restraint, driving a good smooth race along with about 20 other guys out there. Here they come off turn number four, heading back into turn number one with Jeff Gordon now opening up a little bit of daylight on the second place car. But Lake Speed, who is second, really got his hands full with Terry Labonte. He gets on him real good out of turn two. Terry Labonte tried to make a move coming off turn two in the last lap. He'll try again in the corner as there's trouble up in turn one. Greg Sachs goes wide. Some contact there as Joe Nemechek comes to the inside of him. They'll settle it here on the back straightaway, but Ricky Rudd did get some damage from that. Terry Labonte did make the pass around Lake Speed moments ago, so give Labonte Bonnie second, Speed is third, Spencer fourth, Michael Waltrip fifth, Dick Trickle runs sixth, Daryl Waltrip is seventh, Mark Martin now in eighth spot, Ted Musgrave ninth, tenth is Bill Elliott, Jeff Bodine runs eleventh, Steve Grissom is twelfth, Dale Jarrett thirteenth, fourteenth is Schrader, fifteenth is Cope. Here they come down the back straightaway again watching Ricky Rudd's car. He got a lot of front end damage. We just noticed as he came by us the last time, the whole front end caved in. Ricky Rudd now slowing here on the back straightaway. And 133 laps are complete in the Goodies 500. Mark Martin has just taken over seventh spot, getting around Darrell Waltrip, who runs in eighth. Meanwhile, Ricky Rudd's car is behind the wall. Yes, it is, Eli. But he had that exchange over there. The radiator has a hole, and they're going to have to change it. They have a new radiator out already, and they're beginning to take the old one out. So Ricky Rudd will have an exchange of radiators. 138 laps are on the scoreboard as Jeff Gordon continues to lead from the Bristol International Raceway. This is MRN Radio.
Jeff Gordon leads the Goodies 500 here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. A comfortable lead on Terry Labonte, who is now second. Jimmy Spencer now in third. He's gotten around Lake Speed, who's running fourth. Michael Waltrip is in fifth. Country music singer, singer Martina McBride is here this weekend. She's been in John Andretti's pit this evening and seeing far too much of the car up close, Alan, than she'd like, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm down at the very far turn four end of the pit road, and I really couldn't make out what you said because the field is coming by. It's extremely noisy here. John Andretti was in. Team owner Michael Trenniff says they have a problem with the right front suspension on the car. Hey, Marcus has an ignition problem. They're trying to change the ignition box in the car right now. Good guess for a guy who couldn't hear what we said. That was yeah. pretty good. It is hard to hear. Bristol, uh, this track is kind of like a bowl, and once they fire them up, the engines make enough noise down there. It's very difficult to hear on pit road. The race going right along real smoothly for Jeff Gordon. Once he grabbed the lead, he is pulled away now from Terry Labonte by about a second or so, which will translate to 100 feet or better as they work out of turn number two, but the leader about to run into some traffic in three. We've got a couple of cars he'll be dealing with shortly. One of those, Jeremy Mayfield, who had a real close call up in turn number two about three laps ago. He was racing along with some other traffic. The car got out of the groove, almost went straight into the outside retaining wall, may have done some damage to the right front fender, but Mayfield has got the car back up to speed now. It doesn't seem to be that much damage. Jeff Gordon working through turns three and four, gets around the lap car of Brett Bodine. He's got Bobby Hamilton just in front of him. Bobby is three laps down. Second place, Terry Labonte, he's all by his lonesome, but a good battle for third in turn two. That's Jimmy Spencer holding down the third spot. He just got by Lake Speed a few laps ago when Speed is there racing with him, trying to get that position back as they come into turn three. Another car that's really on the move is Mark Martin. I think he's picked up about four spots here in the last eight or ten laps. He's working right now on Dick Trickle trying to get around him. Trickle doing a lot of rear view mirror driving there to kind of watch and see which line he's going to take as they go back to three. Martin had a real tussle getting by Darrell Waltrip here a couple of laps ago in a similar battle he has here in his hands trying to get by Dick Trickle. Bobby Labonte also makes a nice move over the last couple of laps getting around both Steve Grissom and Michael Wallace to pick up two more positions. Good bit of traffic now on the back stretch. A couple of cars squeezing down to the inside, getting by the slower car of Brett Bodine. He holds the outside lane. About five or six cars flash by him. No contest for the leader right now. He is on the rear deck of Bobby Hamilton, who is several laps behind, having been penalized five laps earlier. He'll swing underneath him over in turn number three and now set his sights on some of the other cars that are still on the lead lap. The next one he'll catch will be Rich Bickle as they work back to turn number one. And once Jeff gets up there, he's really going to have to thread the needle to get around this racetrack. Yeah, a lot of those cars ahead are racing side-by-side. Right now, Dave Marcus to the inside of Jeremy Mayfield. You've got Morgan Shepard, Greg Sachs, and Rich Bickle at the tail end of the field, and Jeff Gordon's going to catch them in a couple of laps. Dave Marcus from 16 laps down, but he's back on the racetrack after a lengthy stay on the pit lane. Dale Earnhardt on the move, got around Sterling Marlin moments ago, picks up the 19th position. We're in lap 153, and if you're just tuning in wondering why we're this early in the event, we are live. This race delayed until 9.09 Eastern time due to rain. So we were an hour and 30 minutes late in starting this evening. We've also been slowed five times by caution. Two of those have involved some of the wet stuff, but we are now at lap 154. So uh, lap 250, of course, halfway. 500 makes up the total distance for this evening's running of the Goodies 500. Real scramble going on right now between Jimmy Spencer and Lake Speed. Spencer protecting the inside groove. Lake's tried to get underneath him a time or two. Hasn't been able to do it. They're back in three. Speed's car handling a little bit better in the turns, whereas Jimmy has the power coming up off the turn, and Speed will get a run going at him, going into the corner. Got to get the nose of his Ford down to the inside of Jimmy Spencer, but Spencer then every time seems to get the good jump 
coming off turn two, and each time will hold him off. That's the third place battle. This time, single file. They race into turn three. 30 cars on the lead lap here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. 171 of 500 laps complete. We are live after an hour and a half's worth of rain delay here in the Tri-Cities area. Jeff Gordon, the leader in traffic in turn two. He's got a hard job going on here, trying to get by the Rich Bickle car to lap him, and all the while, Bobby Hamilton trying to get his lap back. Both cars got to do it battle with Jeff Gordon, the race leader. Yeah, he's got to watch both ends of that race car. He can get tagged real easy, and I got a feeling Dick Brooks is somewhere down there on the top of his uh, truck talking to his driver, Rich Bickle, saying keep that car down on the inside of the racetrack, make him go around you on the outside, and he's doing a good job of protecting that inside groove. Gordon works on Bickle this time as they get back in turn number one. Again, traffic a factor has allowed Terry Labonte to close up within about five or six car lengths of catching the leader in three. This thing has been nose to tail here for the last ten laps or so. Again, Jeff Gordon, the meat of the sandwich there, trying to get by Rich Bickle. Now they're running up on even more traffic. Ricky Rudd's back on the track. He's 40 laps down, but he is returned after the swap of radiators. Dale Earnhardt might be the quickest car in the track. He is now ninth, challenging Mark Martin for eighth. Earnhardt comes off turn two, looks to the inside of Mark Martin, does get a fender alongside. He'll flash by and grab the spot in turn three. Dale Earnhardt just seems uncanny. He's one of those drivers. No matter how close he is to an accident here at a short track like Bristol where the speeds are just tremendous, he seems to be able to get through with minimal damage on the car a lot of times and survives and a lot of times will go on to win. He begins to work his way up on Daryl Waltrip right now here out of turn number four. Daryl's been working on Dick Trickle for the last four or five laps around. And it's getting to be a bunch of traffic. Joe Moore off turn two. I mean a big pack. All problem for Jeff Gordon. He slipped in the corner, went up the banking. Terry Labonte almost got a shot at the lead. May yet. Gordon does get the car back up to speed coming down the straightaway. And that means Bobby Hamilton who gets around has picked up three of the five laps that he was penalized earlier. So he's now two laps down just ahead of the race leader as we work at lap number 178 of 500. In the garage area, only one car right now. The rear end change underway on Robert Presley's Goal car. Otherwise, Brett Bodine is back, 42 laps down. Ricky Rudd is back, 40 laps down. Dave Marcus is 17 laps down, but everybody in the race, with the exception of Robert Presley. The leader, Jeff Gordon, out of turn four. Jeff Gordon doing a good job in that traffic, not getting that car too close to getting in any kind of position there where he might get it wrinkled up. The fans are cheering Dale Earnhardt right now. I was just watching the race fans. They're, they're, they're a heck of a breed of people. You know, when they penalized Earnhardt, sent him the tail in the field, they all stood up and cheered. Now he's knocking them off one by one, coming to the front of the pack, and they're all up yelling for Dale Earnhardt. He just moved around Darrell Waltrip a moment ago. Now he's working on Dick Trickle in that big pack of traffic, getting real close to the leader off turn two. He's got the seventh spot. Is now going for sixth. Here he comes, dropping to the inside as a fan stand up here on the back straightaway. Earnhardt right to the bottom lane. He'll get by Dick Trickle and move to sixth. So he makes that pass while Mike Wallace's car shows a little smoke from underneath the Heilig Myers Ford. Tough to tell exactly what it is, but there's definitely a wisp of smoke as he gets on and off the throttle going through the corners. Lap 182 on the board. The leader, Jeff Gordon. Second spot, Terry Labonte is caught in behind Morgan Shepard as a lap down there in one. Then in third, you've got the Jimmy Spencer car right on his bumper from there on back to about 12th. As a matter of fact, they're nose to tail. Spencer is third. Fourth is Lake Speed. Then you got the battle. Here's Earnhardt to the inside of Michael Waltrip. He'll grab fifth. And diving 
also with him as he comes underneath Michael Waltrip is Daryl Waltrip, and Michael loses three spots in that exchange as Mark Martin got under him also. Rich Bickle goes high over in turn number two, and now he's almost going to lose a spot or two over in turn three. His car drifted high. Jeff Gordon made a little contact trying to get by that car. Finally, they did make the contact in turn two. Bickle held on, but Gordon finally cleared Bickle's car. And Lake Speed out of line, still can't get back in. Mark Martin goes by. Waltrip, Michael goes by. Trickle goes by. Dale Earnhardt still on the move, and let's go to Pitt Road. We're talking about Mike Wallace, Eli. When he came by on the first straightaway, when you look underneath the car, there's some sort of flame bulging from underneath the car, which you can't tell exactly what it is. Well, I knew I saw some smoke. That would uh, account for that, but we'll all find out, I'm sure, shortly whether the problem extinguishes itself or whether Mike Wallace has to come down to the attention of the Heilig Myers team. Ricky Rudd has gone behind the wall again after a 40-lap stay in the garage for a radiator swap. He's back behind the wall as Dale Earnhardt now sweeps by Terry Labonte, grabs second place away here at lap 187. We are live at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. Average speed of the Goodies 500. 82.329 miles an hour. Jeff Gordon has led the last 82 laps. Two lead changes among three drivers. The early part of the race had Mark Martin lead the first 52 laps. Jeremy Mayfield led lap 53 through 107. And Jeff Gordon has now led the last 82. Dale Earnhardt, meanwhile, has caught the leader in turn three. He's chased him down within a car length of Jeff Gordon. Gordon still pinned behind Bobby Hamilton in turn four. Dale Earnhardt has perhaps the best handling car out there. He's underneath Gordon. Gordon in turn number one. He won't make any contact with him. He'll just drive right on by, and Dale Earnhardt is a leader in three. Dale Earnhardt brings him down the back straightaway. The fans cheer here. Jeff Gordon falls back in line of the second spot, and now there's a fast-closing Terry Labonte in third. So Dale Earnhardt takes the lead at lap 195. He is an eight-time winner here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. Robert Presley brings the Skull car back onto the racetrack. He will be some 60 laps in arrears, but changes have been made to the rear end of that automobile. So let's set the running order for you. Earnhardt and Gordon, Terry Labonte now third, Darrell Waltrip fourth, Mark Martin fifth, Jimmy Spencer sixth, Michael Waltrip is seventh, Dick Trickle runs eighth, Lake Speed is ninth, Musgrave is tenth, Jeff Bodine is eleventh, twelfth is Bill Elliott, Schrader is thirteenth, fourteenth is Dale Jarrett, fifteenth is Derek Culp, sixteenth position belongs to the Bobby Labonte car, Mike Wallace is seventeenth, Sterling Marlin is eighteenth, Rusty Wallace nineteenth, Jeff Burton is twentieth, twenty-first is Hut Strickland, Rick Mast is twenty-second, Steve Grissom, 23rd. 24th is Ward Burton. Joe Nimichek is 25th. 26th is Ricky Craven. 27th is Jeremy Mayfield. Those 27 cars are on the lead lap. Been a little bit surprised that Sterling Marlin hasn't been able to work his way up there. He's been really giving it everything he's got around here, but Sterling's been boxed in in traffic way back there. He currently shows up in 18th position. Rusty Wallace rides right behind him, so there's a lot of really good race cars with the potential to win here tonight. Just haven't had a shot to get up there and work their way through traffic and get up in challenge for the lead. We'll be coming up on 200 laps in one more circuit around the speedway. Dale Earnhardt, once he got around, Jeff Gordon has opened up a big daylight now, biggest lead we've seen in the last so 50 or 60 laps. He is almost nine-tenths of a second ahead, which would translate pretty close to 75 or 80 feet, which is a big gap. They're over in turn three. What really showed how strong Dale Earnhardt's car was. Remember, we're talking about Jeff Gordon trying to get by Bobby Hamilton. He followed him for about 15 or 20 laps trying to get by. As soon as Earnhardt got there, he just drove down to the inside lane, bypassed that lap car, and as you said, he stretched out his lead now to about 10 car lengths over Jeff Gordon. Sixth place scramble's been a good one as we watch Michael Walchip 
try to get around Jimmy Spencer. Can't quite do it as Spencer hangs on to sixth. Michael is in seventh as they get awfully close, but don't touch in turn four. We'll go to Pitt Road. One of the reasons Dale Earnhardt probably has a little advantage on Jeff Gordon is the fact that he has 59 laps less on his tires. Oh, trouble in the corner. One car hits hard. Bill Elliott hits the outside retaining wall. Now Rusty Wallace locks up the brakes. His car spins on the back straight away. He'll back it up into the inside retaining wall. Bill Elliott's car went high on turn number two, and it went up on the wall, bounced it up on two wheels for a second, and shot it back down across the racetrack. Here's Bill coming on around the speedway. Heavy damage to the front of the car and the right side where he smacked into that wall over there, but it will still roll, and we are under caution. He'll be heading for pit road in just a moment. Let's go back to Joe Moore. Rusty Wallace coming off turn number two. Saw Elliott's car right in the middle of the racetrack. All he could do is lock down the brakes. He did. The car just spun completely around. He backed in the inside retaining wall. He's done a bit of damage to the rear of the car. Now he's refired and is limping back around the pit road. It's been a tough day for Rusty Wallace as he had found himself down a lap. Got back on the lead lap. Bill Elliott was running well. He now has this problem. Under caution we are for the sixth time. Lap 205 at Bristol. Pit stops for the leaders. The hood is up on Rusty Wallace's car, Jim Phillips. I couldn't see that much damage to the rear of the car. Joe said he backed in over there, but there wasn't that much more than what he already had. They've uh, been fighting that handling problem. They tried to get the toe on the left side, so he probably bashed that in again, so they had to work on that. Other cars pitted. Mark Martin was in. Terry Labonte was in. Ricky Craven's been in. Ricky Rudd still behind the wall over here. Michael Waltrip was in. And Jeff Gordon all in for... Goodyear tires and Unical gasoline. Dale Earnhardt won the race off pit road, so he retains the lead. Jeff Gordon came out right behind him, followed by Mark Martin and Darrell Waltrip. Going back to green in a moment, Sterling Marlin only made a two-tire change. Picks up a number of positions for him. He'll restart in seventh. Meanwhile, on the backstretch, Alan Bestwick with an update. Jimmy Spencer had a problem on his pit stop. Eli had to come back in. It looked like they were working on the left rear of the car. Cecil Gordon, the crew chief, is talking to his driver now. But Spencer is all the way at the back of the pack now on this restart. Bill Elliott's car has gone behind the wall. Pace car is also going behind the wall. We're getting ready to go back to green. The green is in the air. Dale Earnhardt shifts gears, heads for turn number one. Jeff Gordon will hang with him. So will Mark Martin. It may get a little ticklish off turn two. Kind of ticklish for those cars on the lead lap. Trying to get by the cars. Trying to get back on the lead lap. Those include Greg Sachs and Rich Bick. Here's the leaders taking the high line up in turn four. Rusty Wallace goes behind the wall. Lap 210. Gordon tries to grab the lead from Earnhardt. Can't do it at the stripe. They're back to one. Earnhardt shows the way. Just right behind him on his rear deck is the Jeff Gordon car. He peeks down to the inside. Also a couple of lap cars looking down there. They separate the front two from Mark Martin, Darrell Waltrip, and Michael Waltrip. And real heavy traffic at the front of the pack. Meanwhile, Sterling Marlin lost a couple of positions on that restart, getting caught up in some of that lap traffic and got shuffled back just a little bit. A furious battle at the head of the field, and that's for the lead in turn three. Gordon again peeks to the inside of Earnhardt, but Earnhardt slams the door coming into turn three. Gordon will have to fall back in line in second. All of this at lap 212. Here come some lapped cars battling behind them. Greg Sachs, Rich Bickle, they all scramble for a spot, while third place Mark Martin's caught up behind him. Mark Martin falls in line, single file. The Rich Bickle car did make the move on Greg Sachs. Again, both those cars still a lap down from the race leader. They want Rich Bickle doing a heck of a job here at Bristol tonight, driving a great race. He may get himself back on the lead 
lead lap one more time. Mark Martin trying to move up as he scoots underneath Greg Sachs, one of the lap cars. Daryl Waltrip about as steady as anybody out there. He's hung in there all night long in the top ten. Should be in about fifth place right now as they work back to turns one and two. And Jeff Gordon hasn't give up on getting the lead away from Dale Earnhardt as they head for three. He's trying all different kinds of ways of getting around Earnhardt. Coming off turn two, he's peaked to the outside, to the inside. He'll fall back in line single file. He's going to have to worry about the lap car. Bickle, he's staying right up on the rear deck of Gordon. Sterling Marlin's car not handling well again as it wipes up the banking in turn four. Bobby Labonte goes by. Mike Wallace goes by. Steve Grissom goes by. Sterling's all the way back to 14th now. They're stacked up like a freight train down on the inside lane. Sterling just can't find room to squeeze back down in the line of traffic. Here's Jeff Gordon making the move. Jeff Burton, that is. He'll move to the inside and make uh, one more car that'll make the move on Sterling Marlin. And Jim Phillips, if you miss the setup here at Bristol and you can't keep that car down at the bottom of the racetrack, apparently that's happened to Sterling Marlin. You are going to pay dearly. That's exactly right, Barney. we got Rusty Wallace here. Rusty's been a tough night. What's got you behind the wall? That 94 car lost something coming off of turn uh, two. He hit the wall. Car just couldn't get slowed down. It run in the back of it, uh, it crashed me, but it wasn't his fault. Just racing. How about the first incident with Earnhardt? <laughs> he just got a little over aggressive. That's Rusty Wallace. Rusty is out of the event now. Robert Presley's car was behind the wall, but he returned a short while ago. Ricky Rudd's car behind the wall. Brett Bodine, Bill Elliott, Rusty Wallace. Running order, Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Darrell Waltrip is in fourth. Fifth place now is Terry Labonte. Further back, Mike Waltrip is in sixth. Jeff Bodine, seventh. Dale Jarrett, eighth. Musgrave is ninth. Lake Speed is tenth. Let's go to Alan Bestwick. I am approaching the McDonald's board of Bill Elliott. Eli, they are replacing the right front wheel assembly. Spindle brake caliper, brake rotor, and all. There's some fluid dripping out from under there. Don't know if that was a result of the crash or cause of the crash. We're going to see if we can get a word from Bill. He is in the car with the window net up. He's got his helmet on and uh, the visor down. Don't know if he feels like talking much. We'll see if we can get his attention here for a second and see if he's uh, got anything to say about what happened. Bill is uh, talking to Mike Beam on the radio now, but uh, crew doesn't know what happened. The car just shot up the racetrack into the outside wall. Bill Elliott out of it. Ironic that this has been his best racetrack over the years as far as a short track. I think it's the only short track that Elliott has posted a victory on here at Bristol. Contact being made out there on the racetrack almost anywhere you want to look. Sterling Marlin has been the brunt of a few tire rubs going through the corner. And uh, Joe Morsey works his way over to you. That car, finally everybody that gets by him, but just about everybody did. He couldn't control the car through the corners. It was getting bumped from right and left and about everywhere else. Yeah, and the corners, all the traffic was coming up on Sterling Marlin. They wanted to get by. They had a car that would stick at the bottom lane. Marlin didn't, so now they've all kind of bumped him out of the way. For a few uh, laps here, the sequence seemed like bumper cars. We saw several incidents on the track of cars kind of glancing off one another. Seems to be settled down now, though. Sterling Marlin is all the way back now to 24th position as the car continues to backslide. Jimmy Spencer also can't keep the car woed down low. He's back to 20th. We go to pit road. Well, let's talk to Tony Glover, the crew chief on the car. Tony, Carson, the car's falling back a bit. Is Sterling saying anything about it? Yeah, we only took on two tires to the pit stop in real time right now. That's the word. Tony Glover, the two-tire stop is costing him as the car is very tight. By tight, it means the car wants to drive up the racetrack and not turn it smoothly and turns one and three. 
Well, the stop helped him as far as track position, getting him up toward the front, but with only two tires on there versus four, Bristol is one of those tracks that four new tires make a big difference, and Sterling thought he could keep it up there, but the car just hasn't worked for him. 227 laps come up on the scoreboard as Dale Earnhardt has opened up an advantage of about one and four-tenths seconds over Jeff Gordon and is threatening to make it even bigger, but Earnhardt himself is going to catch a big pack of traffic over in turn three in about two more laps. He's got Morgan Shepard, Robert Presley, Sterling Marlin, the tail end of the field he'll face in a few moments. Further back, Mark Martin having a hard time getting by the lap car. Rich Bickle up in turn four. They come back off the corner, lap 229 on the board. Earnhardt still watching that traffic ahead of him. Morgan Shepard is there. Robert Presley, Sterling Marlin before much longer. Further back, Steve Grissom makes a move now around Dick Trickle, grabs the 18th position. Grissom, the winner here last night in the running of the Food City 250 for the NASCAR Bush Series. 20 laps shy of halfway for the race leader, Dale Earnhardt. This event, an hour and a half late in getting going. We've also had to deal with six caution periods, a couple of those for rain as well. Well, but Earnhardt is the leader with Jeff Gordon second, Mark Martin third, Terry Labonte fourth, Darrell Waltrip fifth at lap 231. Caution for a multi-car accident on the back straightaway in front of Joe Moore. Heavy pack of traffic coming off turn two. Jeremy Mayfield in the front of it. He may have got some help. His car spun around and collected about five or six other cars here on the back straightaway. Jimmy Spencer, one of those, he got a good bit of damage, was able to drive away. Dick Trickle involved. Bobby Hamilton, about three other cars, including Michael Waltrip. Spencer then spun again when he got up into turn number three. Everybody able to drive away except for Jeremy Mayfield. He's got considerable damage on his Ford. And Michael Waltrip also spun in that. So did Joe Nemechek. He got a piece of it over there. And Steve Grissom's car also spun. So it's going to involve several machines. Just how much damage is done to the other cars. We'll have to wait and see. Ricky Craven also got a piece of that as he spun his car out. But Joe, it looks like uh, Jeremy Mayfield's car has quite a bit of damage. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces of his car laying all over the racetrack back here. And uh, he tried to refire the car, but it would not start. Safety vehicles over there. The cleanup trucks there. Doesn't look like Mayfield will be able to continue. Hutch Strickland has damage on his car. Likewise, Derek Cope. Let's go to the pitch. Ricky Craven is in. If it did not catch the oil cooler on the left front of his car, he should be all right. They've got sheet metal damage there. Couldn't see that the left front tire was towed out any at all. Jarek Cope has been in. He's got tires. He's back on the speedway. And Hut Strickland is on the pit lane right now. They're pulling the sheet metal from the right front of his car. He's now leaving the pit area. Sterling Marlin pits. So too Rich Bickle, the first car a lap down. 14 laps from halfway. We are halfway through the Goodies 500 here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. Dale Earnhardt, the leader. You've got second place Jeff Gordon separated from Earnhardt by the lap car of Sterling Marlin. A lot of sparks from behind the Greg Sachs car. Looks as though the rear of the car dragging on the racing surface. Mark Martin's got significant damage as he works himself towards the front now from the back of the field. Jim Phillips. Cheap metal damage on the right side. Either they pulled the fender away from the right front tire. He still had that damage to the front air dam. They don't think that'll be significant. Sterling Marlin working on Dale Earnhardt, trying to get around him and get himself back, or at least get a, a lap back here as he works off turn number two and heads for three. Marlin's got that car hooked up a lot better now than it has been all night. He's staying right on the rear deck of Dale Earnhardt, trying to make the move by him. Now Sterling is running two laps down to the race leader, but he'd love to get back whatever he can. Rusty Wallace back on the racetrack now. Some 50 laps in arrears, but he's out there with Midnight beaten and bruised, but it's running as Marlin makes the move. Marlin got the move down to the inside, open the inside lane. Gordon almost came by and got the lead now he's forced to fall back in behind Dale Earnhardt. Sterling will get one of those two laps back and meanwhile Jeff Gordon is really working on Dale Earnhardt 
Earnhardt trying to lead here. Five laps have to be under green before the front runner award, Gatorade award, will be made. Here they come off turn four. And this is it for $10,000. Dale Earnhardt leading at what would be five laps after we've gone back to green. He'll take the $10,000 from Gatorade and leads the front runner award. Meanwhile, lap 256 on the board right now. John Andretti bouncing off a couple of cars. He stays away from the wall. We've got debris in turn one and two as Dale Jarrett bounced off wall trip and that brings out debris on the track and caution on the speedway lap 257 as dale jarrett and daryl Waltrip, just an innocent problem neither team spun but as they went off into the corner a couple of pieces of debris came flying off we couldn't tell what but we certainly saw something go into the air and the lights flickered off the piece of metal so we're under yellow for debris on the racetrack let's get a report from alan bestwick all right the stp pontiac behind the wall with bobby hamilton it's up on jackson while they try and make some repairs to the car. He's working the steering now while they try and get the car set back. Bobby, what happened? I don't know. It looked like uh, the 98 car and them guys got together. I was trying to get slowed down and got hit from behind by the 41. But, you know, it's nobody's fault. That's just the way it is here. You're running so fast when you come off the corner. It just, you get bottled up, and it was just a bottled up chain reaction. What happened early in the race when you got penalized? Well, uh, I accidentally bumped the 11 car and spun him. And he got hot. I was trying to pass him on the restart and was putting me all over the racetrack. We got together again down there. And NASCAR didn't see what happened to start off with, but just one of those racing deals, you know. Come to think of it, he, spun, he was the one that spun me out in the spring race here, so I guess subconsciously things just come around. All right, that's Bobby Hamilton, and that is Bristol. We've said it before. That's how things go here. Yeah, there's no way to come to Bristol without a few drivers leaving here with bruised feelings, and uh, it's going to happen every time you come to the Speedway. It's just the nature of this racetrack. 259 laps are complete. We're just a little past the halfway point. Here comes the front of the field tucking off the banking up in turn number four. Dale Earnhardt will ease them down pit road. Jeff Gordon will come in right behind him. Terry Labonte is in. Michael Waltrip's having a whale of a night here at Bristol. He is on pit road also. Jim Phillips. Dale Earnhardt is in, and the Flying H is going to work on that Goodrich Chevrolet. In behind him is Terry Labonte. He's going to get uh, four Goodyear Eagles. They're coming around the left side of the Earnhardt car right now. And Labonte getting only two tires going to beat him out of the pits, and so is Jeff Gordon and Michael Waltrip. Winston Kelly. Ted Musgrave on pit road. They've got problems with the lugs on the left front, on the right front of the automobile. It's going to take them a long time. They've been running up in the nice position. Ted Musgrave goes by. Jeff Bodine got four tires in gasoline. Checking the back pits with Alan Bestwick. Bobby Labonte is in four tires in gasoline on his Chevrolet. He got a piece of that last accident. The right rear corner of his car is crunched in. Mike Wallace, four tires in gasoline in the Highland Myers Ford. That's Bill Elliott and Steve Grissom also worn away. Elliott getting more repairs made to his car, as is Kenny Schrader in the Budweiser Chevy. Now, Elliott pitted too soon. So, too, did Brett Bodine. So, they'll have to restart on the tail end of the longest line of traffic. Ward Burton has taken the MBNA Pontiac behind. Behind the wall, his first ride for Bill Davis Racing, and we'll have an update from Winston Kelly there in just a very short while. 261 laps on the board. Ray Evernham, crew chief for Jeff Gordon, currently leading the Western Auto Mechanic of the Year competition. He's got about 110 points of an advantage on Steve Meal, Mark Martin's crew chief. Tony Glover, the crew chief for Sterling Marlin, is third. They're all battling for that $25,000 award at the end of the year being paid by Western Auto, the official parts and service store of NASCAR. And of course, later tonight, they'll also be giving away $2,000 to the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race. And Barney and I will tell you all about that later in our broadcast. 
Other pit stops now taking place. Robert Presley is back on the pit lane. He is 60 laps down. Ricky Craven pits. Here comes Ward Burton's car again. Winston Kelly, what's the update? Well, they're just pushing the car back around to the uh, the front pit stall. Ward has gotten out of the car. He's talking to some of his crew members. We'll get a comment from him in just a moment. A lot of cars still out there running, but with damage. Bill Elliott is one of those with a damaged race car. So is Ricky Craven. So is Kenny Schrader. Bobby Labonte has some damage to his car, as Alan Bestwick reported there a moment ago. Jimmy Spencer has some sheet metal damage. Rusty Wallace, who spent a great deal of time behind the pit wall, is also has some damage to the car. And along with John Andretti, let's go back to the pits. Let's Steve Mill, Mark Martin, Screw Chief, you had some damage over there. Steve, what kind of damage you got? Oh, I pushed the front bumper in and it tore the right side off of it. Mark said everything's fine. We're a little bit worried about if it's going to make enough front down for us and what the water temperature was like. But in those five or six laps, he said everything was okay. We're ready to go. That's Steve Mill, Screw Chief for Mark Martin, Bush Bowl winner. Ward Burton, what's wrong with the car? Well, we missed that wreck over there. Some of the front guys got together and um, came back around. Some of the fellas were dicing for position. And I believe I hit a bumper guard or something. It went under the car, and it cut the oil pressure belt. But the car came on all day, the MBNA Pontiac. I mean, all day we're getting better. We stayed in the lead lap, running 13th, 12th, somewhere in that area. Missed that wreck. We'd have been right in the top 10, but, hey, we'll get them in Darlington. That's Ward Burton. He's out this evening. Pace car about to peel off the banking in turn number four, getting ready to go back under green flag conditions. Here they come down to the line as they put the green flag out and head for turn number one. Derek Cope leads them into the corner. Lake Speed rides right behind him. Then comes Rick Mast as they race to turn two. Jimmy Spencer trying to get back on the lead lap. Some contact coming down the back straightaway. He's got the inside lane, but now Cope swings around. He'll hold him off. So Derek Cope driving for Bobby Allison Motorsports, showing the way here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. The multicolored machine back to turn one. Like lap cars in between Derek Cope and the second place car of Lake Speed. Single file down the back straightaway racing up into turn three. And a lot of those cars at the front of the field apparently did not make a pit stop a moment ago. Derek Cope leads them back to turn number one. Jimmy Spencer trying to get up there again to get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap. Lake Speed's having quite a night here. Joe Moore also at Bristol as he's been up in the top ten most of the night. He's in the second spot right now. Has a little bit of work cut out for him trying to get by those two lap cars and those machines now racing side by side. Derek Cope is the leader. Lake Speed is second. Third is Jeff Burton, who has not finished better than 18th all year in the Ray Bestis car. Mark Martin right behind, along with Rick Mast. They'll scramble for fourth and fifth. Lap 270 of 500 complete. And the leader is Derek Cope. He, right now he looks back in the mirror. He had a big advantage a moment ago. Now that they've cut it down, Lake Speed has to about seven or eight car lengths. Another car that's working his way back to the front is Dale Earnhardt. He's had a good, strong car all evening long. He currently eases up there on the leaders over in turn three. Earnhardt's now up to the sixth position, falling in line behind Dale Jarrett. Great run going for Jeff Burton up until about five laps ago. He was up to the second, or actually the third spot, got up in turn four. The car slipped a bit. He went up the banking, lost about five positions. He's fallen back now to about 10th or 11th. And he's got Jeff Gordon right behind him. Jeff Bodine, Bobby Labonte, and the rest all trying to grab a spot. Terry Labonte closer to the front, gets around the lapped car of Jimmy Spencer running in the seventh spot as Lake Speed has caught the leader in three. Lake Speed is there within a car length, peeking down to the inside, also closing in Mark Martin. He's in third now. Mark Martin just watching things unfold up in front of him to see what happens between Derek Cope and Lake Speed. He doesn't want to get too close in case they make a little contact. Lake dives underneath contact between himself and the leader. They're back in three. Exactly what you're talking about. Coming into the corner, Derek Cope went wide and opened the inside lane. Lake Speed
speed down low. He'll now pass for the lead. So at lap 290, Lake Speed takes the lead officially. We had had him leading for a while earlier, but the videotape replay turned that around. But he does now lead for the first time this year, and Mark Martin grabs second. Derek Hope goes wide again, coming back into the corner. Here goes Mark Martin making the move, and Darrell Waltrip goes by. He'll pick up the third spot. You just have to be so impressed with Darrell Waltrip, particularly when you come to this racetrack. He just seems to know what pace to set for himself and his car. And unless they have a major mechanical problem or get caught up in a wreck, Darrell's going to be up there in the top five or six. And nine times out of ten when we come to Bristol, if he doesn't have any major problems, he's going to be a contender to win. And I've got to believe that along with Richard Petty's 200 wins, Darrell Waltrip winning seven races in a row at a single racetrack like he did here. Darrell, that's got to be an untouchable record. No record is untouchable, I guess. Uh Certainly 200 wins will never be approached again. We don't run enough races, but uh, and we're, none of us are young enough. Jeff Gordon might win 200 if he won 10 a year for a while, but uh, he'd be the only guy I see having a shot at that. Uh, seven in a row is still one of those things that uh, I sit down sometimes and I think about all the things I've accomplished, and that's probably one of my greatest accomplishments. A most remarkable record. Seven wins in succession here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee for Darrell Waltrip, and that is something that's not been duplicated to this track. Heck, finishing seven races in a row here is darn good, let alone winning seven in a row. That's a pretty good record right there, just to come home in one piece for seven in a row, as you said. But Darrell, very much a contender. He's been able to dodge most of the wrecks all night and keep that car at least in one piece. He's had a little damage to it, but it's running real good. Mark Martin has bounced back a couple of times also. Mark got himself way back toward the tail end of the field. He's been caught up in a couple of these spins, but right now he is moving in on the leader, Lake Speed, and Darrell Waltrip eases up there to make it a three-way battle for the lead up to turn three. Here's Mark Martin off turn two, looking to the inside of Lake Speed. Darrell Waltrip waiting to see what happens. Meanwhile, Dale Earnhardt, he's moving back up. He got by Dale Jarrett. Now he gets by the Derek Cope car to move to fourth. So he's got fourth. Cope is fifth. Dale Jarrett close in behind in sixth as Darrell Waltrip's going to try the outside groove a bit. Looks up at the outside lane, trying to get around Mark Martin in a race for second. It won't work. He'll fall back in line. That three-way battle off turn four now. Fans are eating this up right now with three cars up there hammering away for the lead. It's going to be four in about three or four more laps around the way Dale Earnhardt is chasing him down up to turn three. Lake Speed leads the way off turn two. He goes wide. Mark Martin peaks low. Darrell Walter just sits in behind. Now Walter looks underneath Mark Martin. No chance to make the move. He thought about getting by. Couldn't without taking Mark out with him, so they all hold their position. Leaders are catching some traffic, though, here shortly. That's going to make it interesting. Coming off turn two, Mark Martin sees that coming. He's going to go for it. Looks down to the inside. Tries to get his forward up alongside Lake Speed. That won't work. Again, they'll go single file. Well, they'll go single file, but Dale Earnhardt is there. He's within one car length of catching Daryl Waltrip. Waltrip around the outside of Mark Martin off turn two. Waltrip trying that unconventional line. Going wide off the corner. Tries to get his car up alongside Mark Martin's Ford. Won't stick. He'll try again in four. Here comes Dale Earnhardt. He's down low. Here goes Waltrip outside of Mark Martin. Everybody gets by cleanly, though some folks hanging on and crossing their fingers. Darrell Waltrip goes to second. Dale Earnhardt goes to third. Martin falls in line in fourth. And Derek Cope right on his bumper in fifth. Now remember, Mark Martin had some damage to that car earlier in the evening. They've worked on it several times down in the pits. Got it back to running pretty good. But it may not be 100% for Mark Martin. 
Earnhardt works on Darrell Waltrip this time in turn three. Earnhardt sees the opening down to the inside, tries to pull up alongside Darrell Waltrip. He wisely slams the door on him. Almost looked like Mark Martin was dragging something on that Valvoline car. Tough to tell as he goes away from us, but looks so there's something in the middle of the back of the automobile that might be dragging. We'll have to double-check that down in the pit lane. Meanwhile, the lead car is in traffic. Darrell Waltrip, for the fifth time this year, wants to lead a race. Lake Speed's not yielding too easily, though. They're back in turn one. Front five cars are nose to tail, and they are approaching some traffic. First, Brett Bodine. He'll go wide as the leaders come off the corner. Lake Speed wide to the outside lane. Darrell Waltrip looks down low. Now back in line, single file. And Lake's crew has probably told him, watch Darrell. He may try the inside. He may try the outside. He's been able to pass on both. He's got underneath him down in turn number one. Scoots there, and he takes the lead away, and Earnhardt comes with him for second. Darrell opens the door. Earnhardt gets by. Mark Martin makes the move. Lake Speed moves back to fourth. He may lose that. Lap 306. Darrell Waltrip takes the lead officially. He goes to the outside of the Bill Elliott car, but Dale Earnhardt's right on the rear bumper of Waltrip's Chevy. Here comes DW off turn number two. Down the back. Straight away, they'll get by the slower car of Bill Elliott. Earnhardt is there right up on the bumper. 306 laps are complete in the Goodies 500. Well, I'll tell you, it's been worth the wait after all the rain of earlier this evening. Darrell Waltrip led for a while, but Dale Earnhardt has grabbed the lead right back and now tries to pull away by four car lanes. It's Earnhardt, then Darrell Waltrip. Mark Martin's car running just fine. He's in third. Derek Cole fourth. Lake Speed is fifth. Terry Labonte goes in sixth. Sterling Marlin seventh. Dale Jarrett is eighth. Ninth is Jeff Bodine. And back in tenth, Jeff Burton from the Bristol International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Now Mark Martin is going to come down pit road. So Mark Martin, who led from lap 323 through 326, will hand the lead over to Dale Earnhardt here at lap 327. And the one-to-go signal is going out. So Mark Martin is going to give up a lot of track position here, Jim Phillips. Yes, he is. And they're going around the right side. And they have one tire out. The right rear. So evidently, Mark uh, thought the right rear tire would no, They don't change the tire thought something was loose on it, so they come around and they tighten the lugs on the right side of the right rear of Mark Martin's Ford. Mark apparently feeling something that is not quite right on the race car. Otherwise, he certainly wouldn't have ducked on the pit road. But as we pointed out, it's going to cost him an awful lot of track position. He's going to fall in way back toward the tail end of the field. Pace car with Elmo Langley aboard with the field in tow. Ease is over into turns three and four. They'll cut him loose this time with Dale Earnhardt, the leader. Dale Jarrett sits right behind him. I believe that's the closest Dale has been to the front of the pack tonight. Let's see what he can do, if anything, with Dale Earnhardt. Pace car behind the pit wall. They come down to the line. Green flag goes in the air. Earnhardt sets sail. Jarrett comes up through the gearbox. A little contact as they go off into the corner with Rusty Wallace as they scramble off turn two. Wallace trying to get one of his laps back. He'll be successful in doing that. Here's Nemechek now. He's to the inside of Earnhardt, also getting one of his laps back. Here goes Jarrett for the lead. Jarrett going for the lead, takes the lead away from Dale Earnhardt. Derek Cope and Earnhardt touch. Sparks from behind Earnhardt's car. He goes all the way up the 36-degree banking, and Cope muscled his way by. Earnhardt squeezes back down to the line of traffic just to the outside of Jimmy Spencer. Minimal damage on his car. He's back up to speed. And a little slam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. As they went off into turn number one, we've seen that all night long. The sparks suddenly starting to fly here in the last couple of hundred laps at Bristol, Tennessee. At the front of the pack, it is Dale Jarrett, the leader. Derek Cope trying to reel him in as they come off turn number two with two cars on the tail end of the lead. Well, actually, they're more than that. There's several laps down directly ahead of the leader, Dale Jarrett, off turn two. That's Rusty Wallace and Joe Nemechek just ahead of Dale Jarrett. He'll try to clear that traffic coming down the back straightaway. Unsuccessfully, he'll fall back in line. Rusty Wallace is 48 laps down. Joe Nemechek is almost two laps down. He's one 
plus almost another. And Jowett's going to try him to the outside to put him two full laps down if he can. Here's a battle going on for third now. Earnhardt may have received some damage in that incident. Here's Terry Labonte trying to get to the low side. Almost completed the pass. Labonte falls back in line behind him for now. Jim Phillips, are you anywhere near Earnhardt's pit? Have they said anything? Well, they haven't said a word, Barney. Uh, we'll take talk to Andy Peach in just a minute, but uh, the left rear tire got a good lick on that one, but uh, I don't think it's going down yet. He made a little contact down there, but it didn't look all that hard. Sparks flew for just a moment, but Earnhardt is definitely off the pace from what he was just a moment ago. Caution lap 343. Caution for the 11th time tonight as Michael Waltrip and Rick Mast went up the banking of turn number one separately, we might add. Waltrip had the problems first, Rick Mast behind him, and Rick is showering sparks upon the race track, Joe Moore. Scary moment up there in the corner. Certainly was. Michael Waltrip's car broke loose. Rick Mast came up, just locked up the brakes, trying to get by. He went up to the outside while Waltrip's incident was down at the inside of the track. Michael's got some significant damage on the left rear of his car. Rick Mast has taken his machine right behind the pit wall. Looks like an awful lot of liquid spilled out on the bottom of the racetrack over there in turns one and two, so this will be a lengthy cleanup process as the field is picked up under caution. Meanwhile, Mark Martin ducks on the pit road in front of Jim Phillips. And they're changing all four t- tires on the Ford this time. Going around the left side this on, right now to change the left side tires. And they put, uh, take some wedge out of Mark Martin's car with Andy Petrie again. Andy? Had a lick of that left rear there. You all right? Well, I think so. I think overheated the rear tires there a little bit and got him behind some. I hope it'll come back here after this caution. That's Andy Petrie, crew chief for Dale Earnhardt. They seem to be all right. Earnhardt dropped off the pace just a little bit after getting together down there, but now he is not that far from the front of the pack, still back there in third. Car seems to be up to par, but not handling in the corner maybe like it was a little bit earlier, so he's going to conserve it and uh, try to finish the evening out here and win this thing. Let's check in with Winston Kelly. Uh, Jimmy Fang, the crew chief on Derek Cope Straight Arrow Ford, is talking to some of the crew members. He's done a well of a job tonight, hanging in there, fell back a little bit and has come back. Now he's preparing to talk to his driver, relay some information to him. So we'll try to step in here in just a moment to get a word with Jimmy Fenning, the crew chief on the car. Jimmy, you guys are having a heck of a run. What's Derek saying about the car? Oh, it's pretty good right now. Uh, got a, one more stop we're going to have to make, and we'll just make sure we get a good set of tires for that last stop. How about the handling characteristics? Is it loose, tight, or pretty much like you want it? We're a little bit free. By free, he means the car's just a little bit loose. That means the rear end wants to kick out just a bit going into the corners. But as good as Derek's driving that car, I don't believe they want to make many changes to it. Quite a few cars in the back pits in front of Alan Bestwick. Well, the heaviest damage of them is Rick Mast's Ford Thunderbird. The front end is crushed in pretty well on that car. Rick is unstrapping the helmet now. He's... uh, Still seated in the car. The car is uh, just kind of sitting here steaming and smoking as the crew peels away the front air dam. Rick, what happened? Well, I tell you, Alan, we just kind of tooling along or, you know, staying out of trouble. And we kept working with the car. And finally, the last change we made, the car really started coming around. Uh, Mike, I was following Michael, and we were going by, I guess, the 23 car. They got together going down the front straightaway. And uh, when it did, it shot Michael way down to the inside. And he went all the way down in the flat, you know, and shot back up on the racetrack. I mean, wasn't anything Michael could do, wasn't anything I could do. The, the two cars just shouldn't have got together to begin with. Rick Mass got caught up after Michael Waltrip and Jimmy Spencer tangled, and Rick is behind the wall now. And Michael Waltrip is back in the pits again. Let's see if Jim Phillips is in that area. Well, they've been working on the back and the front of this Pontiac. Uh, the left side has been kicked in just a little bit, but uh, the front uh, of it looks all right. And also... The back spoiler looks to be up uh, where it should be, so Michael should be all right. 
Well, he's going to come in for one more check nevertheless here. He quickly drops down to 35 miles an hour, the pit road speed, and he'll come down again at lap number 347. But an interesting call there that Rick Mast made on uh, what transpired. More contact there on the low side of the racetrack, and that is what catapulted Mike Waltrip up the banking into the wall of turn number two. Now Mark Martin is going to come down pit road. So Mark Martin, who led from lap 323 through 326, will hand the lead over to Dale Earnhardt here at lap 327, and the one-to-go signal is going out. So Mark Martin is going to give up a lot of track position here, Jim Phillips. Yes, he is, and they're going around the right side, and they have one tire out. The right rear, so evidently Mark uh, thought the right rear tire was, no, they don't change the tire. He thought something was loose on it, so they come around and they tighten the lugs on the right side of the right rear of Mark Martin's Ford. Mark apparently feeling something that is not quite right on the race car, otherwise he certainly wouldn't have ducked on the pit road, but as we pointed out, it's going to cost him an awful lot of track position, and he's going to fall in way back toward the tail end of the field. Pace car with Elmo Langley aboard with the field in tow. Ease is over into turns three and four. They'll cut him loose this time with Dale Earnhardt, the leader. Dale Jarrett sits right behind him. I believe that's the closest Dale has been to the front of the pack tonight. Let's see what he can do, if anything, with Dale Earnhardt. Pace car behind the pit wall. They come down to the line. Green flag goes in the air. Earnhardt sets sail. Jarrett comes up through the gearbox. A little contact as they go off into the corner with Rusty Wallace as they scramble off turn two. Wallace trying to get one of his laps back. He'll be successful in doing that. Here's Nemechek now. He's to the inside of Earnhardt, also getting one of his laps back. Here goes Jarrett for the lead. Jarrett going for the lead, takes the lead away from Dale Earnhardt. Derek Cope and Earnhardt touch. Sparks from behind Earnhardt's car. He goes all the way up the 36-degree banking, and Cope muscled his way by. Earnhardt squeezes back down to the line of traffic just to the outside of Jimmy Spencer. Minimal damage on his car. He's back up to speed. And a little slam, bam. Thank you, ma'am, as they went off into turn number one. We've seen that all night long. The sparks suddenly starting to fly here in the last couple of hundred laps at Bristol, Tennessee. At the front of the pack, it is Dale Jarrett, the leader. Derek Cope trying to reel him in as they come off turn number two with two cars on the tail end of the lead. Well, actually, they're more than that. There's several laps down, directly ahead of the leader Dale Jarrett off turn two. That's Rusty Wallace and Joe Nemechek just ahead of Dale Jarrett. He'll try to clear that traffic coming down the back straightaway. Unsuccessfully, he'll fall back in line. Rusty Wallace is 48 laps down. Joe Nemechek is almost two laps down. He's one plus almost another, and Jarrett's going to try him to the outside to put him two full laps down if he can. Here's a battle going on for third now. Earnhardt may have received some damage in that incident. Here's Terry Labonte trying to get to the low side. Almost completed the pass. Labonte falls back in line behind him for now. Jim Phillips, are you anywhere near Earnhardt's pit? Have they said anything? No, they haven't said a word, Barney. Uh, we'll check, talk to Andy Peek in just a minute, but uh, the left rear tire got a good lick on that one, but uh, I don't think it's going down yet. He made a little contact down there, but it didn't look all that hard. Sparks flew for just a moment, but Earnhardt is definitely off the pace from what he was just a moment ago. Caution lap. 343. Caution for the 11th time tonight as Michael Waltrip and Rick Mast went up the banking of turn number one separately we might add. Waltrip had the problems first. Rick Mast behind him and Rick is showering sparks upon the racetrack. Joe Moore. Scary moment up there in the corner. Certainly was. Michael Waltrip's car broke loose
Lewis. Rick Mast came up, just locked up the brakes, trying to get by. He went up to the outside while Waltrip's incident was down at the inside of the track. Michael's got some significant damage on the left rear of his car. Rick Mast has taken his machine right behind the pit wall. Looks like an awful lot of liquid spilled out on the bottom of the racetrack over there in turns one and two, so this will be a lengthy cleanup process as the field is picked up under caution. Meanwhile, Mark Martin ducks onto pit road in front of Jim Phillips. And they're changing all four tires on the Ford this time. Going around the left side this right now to change the left side tires. And they put uh, take some wedge out of Mark Martin's car with Andy Petrie again. Andy? Had a lick of that left rear there. You all right? Well, I think so. I think overheated the rear tires there a little bit and got him behind some. I hope it'll come back here after this caution. That's Andy Petrie, crew chief for Dale Earnhardt. They seem to be all right. Earnhardt dropped off the pace just a little bit after getting together down there, but now he is not that far from the front of the pack, still back there in third. Car seems to be up to par, but not handling in the corner maybe like it was a little bit earlier, so he's going to conserve it and uh, try to finish the evening out here and win this thing. Let's check in with Winston Kelly. Uh, Jimmy Fenning, the crew chief on Derek Cope Straight Arrow Ford, is talking to some of the crew members. He's done a well of a job tonight, hanging in there, fell back a little bit and has come back. Now he's preparing to talk to his driver, relay some information to him. So we'll try to step in here in just a moment to get a word with Jimmy Fenning, the crew chief on the car. Jimmy, you guys are having a heck of a run. What's Derek saying about the car? Oh, it's pretty good right now. Uh, got a, one more stop we're going to have to make, and we'll just make sure we get a good set of tires for that last stop. How about the handling characteristics? Is it loose, tight, or pretty much like you want it? We're a little bit free. By free, he means the car's just a little bit loose. That means the rear end wants to kick out just a bit going into the corners. But as good as Derek's driving that car, I don't believe they want to make many changes to it. Quite a few cars in the back pits in front of Alan Bestwick. Well, the heaviest damaged of them is Rick Mast's Ford Thunderbird. The front end is crushed in pretty well on that car. Rick is unstrapping the helmet now. He's... uh Still seated in the car. The car is uh, just kind of sitting here steaming and smoking as the crew peels away the front air dam. Rick, what happened? Well, I tell you, Alan, we just kind of tooling along or, you know, staying out of trouble. And we kept working with the car. And finally, the last change we made, the car really started coming around. Uh, Mike, I was following Michael, and we were going by, I guess, the 23 car. They got together going down the front straightaway. And uh, when it did, it shot Michael way down to the inside. And he went all the way down in the flat, you know, and shot back up on the racetrack. I mean, wasn't anything Michael could do, wasn't anything I could do. The, the two cars just shouldn't have got together to begin with. Rick Mass got caught up after Michael Waltrip and Jimmy Spencer tangled, and Rick is behind the wall now. And Michael Waltrip is back in the pits again. Let's see if Jim Phillips is in that area. Well, they've been working on the back and the front of this Pontiac. Uh, the left side has been kicked in just a little bit, but uh, the front uh, of it looks all right. And also... The back spoiler looks to be up uh, where it should be, so Michael should be all right. Well, he's going to come in for one more check nevertheless here. He quickly drops down to 35 miles an hour, the pit road speed, and he'll come down again at lap number 347. But an interesting call there that Rick Mast made on uh, what transpired. More contact there on the low side of the racetrack, and that is what catapulted Mike Waltrip up the banking into the wall of turn number two. At this point, still showing 17 cars on the lead lap. Dale Jarrett is the race leader. You've got Derek Culp in second, Dale Earnhardt third. 
then Terry Labonte and Daryl Waltrip. Sixth is Jeff Bodine. He's having a super run here tonight, followed by the car of Bobby Labonte in seventh. Sterling Marlin is eighth. Ted Musgrave ninth. And tenth is Jeff Gordon. We're one lap away from going back to green, wrapping up our 11th caution flag of the evening. Average speed, 79.685 miles an hour. This mid-race update has been sponsored by Sports Image, the officially licensed supplier of Dale Earnhardt's souvenirs. And to commemorate Earnhardt's exciting victory at the Brickyard, Sports Image has a complete line of apparel and die casts featuring three different t-shirts and the Intimidator limited edition cap. Die cast pieces are also being offered featuring pole winner Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt. To find out more details or to place an order, call Sports Image at 800-342-7612. Field about to go back under green. Hut Strickland comes out behind the pit wall. He'll go back under the racetrack many, many laps down. Green flag goes in the air, and Dale Jarrett gets a great restart. I mean, he left the field. He's already down in turn number one, scooting off turn number two. He's left everybody. Jarrett's got two lap cars between himself and second place Derek Cope, then Dale Earnhardt. A little bit of a collision on the start between Cope and Earnhardt. They've now settled that down. A little bit of a collision doesn't count here this evening, the way this race is. Unless it's a big one, we won't even talk about it. Barney told you Hut Strickland is back. It's 105 laps down for the Quaker State team, but he's back on the racetrack. The leader now working through turns three and four. Rusty Wallace right behind him. Rusty is being shown 47 laps down after a lengthy stay behind the wall, and there's debris on the racetrack from that little accident or bump that Joe told you about, and they have put debris down on the racetrack. So, Joe, you had that one eyeballed all the way. Yeah, a little bit of damage uh, I can see now in the front of Earnhardt's car. Of course, it's hard to look at anybody's car and say, yeah, they just got this uh, from an incident a few laps ago, because everybody's showing some damage from uh, all the incidents that have happened so far tonight. About half the cars out there have some kind of sheet metal damage or something done to the car in crashes and spins and things that have happened here through the evening. Back under green here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee, Dale Jarrett leads. Derek Cope is second. Dale Earnhardt running third, showing smoke from behind the car. It, I would assume Jim Phillips is off the right side sheet metal on the tire. Well, they really don't know right now, but they have the air guns on the wall. They're going to bring him in. The pit board is up on the wall. They're going to have to bring him in. Earnhardt has dropped down to the inside. They're going to bring Earnhardt in. Been a tough night here at Bristol for Dale Earnhardt, all the way to the tail end of the field, and then he came back up and led a great portion of this thing. Smoke continues to get worse on the car. Right now, let's check in with Winston Kelly. Well, on that last race car, when let's go back on top for a pass to the lead, Barney. Derek Cope grabs the lead away from Dale Jarrett, going off into turn number one, and will now pull away by a couple of car lengths over in three. Jarrett opened the lane just a little bit. That's all Derek Cope needed. Dove down low. He's got the lead now by three car lengths. Well, Derek Cope, who led from laps 261 to 289, takes the lead now at lap 360 over Dale Jarrett, who runs in second, and a good lead distance back to Darrell Waltrip third. Terry Labonte challenging him in fourth. Labonte's got the inside lane coming into turn number three. Darrell Waltrip comes back down, slams the door. He'll hold Labonte off for now. And trouble in turn three. It's John Andretti up the banking leg speed down to the inside. Evasive measures taken by Robert Presley and by another car, Dave Marcus works to the inside. They bounce all the way to the bottom of the racetrack for a moment. NASCAR was watching to make sure everybody was clear, but now apparently some stuff came off those cars, and caution is on the speedway. It'll be the 13th one of the evening. Should be a fairly quick caution, just a little bit of debris up there in the corner, and NASCAR needs to get someone out there to retrieve it. We'll be back in the green very quickly.
quickly. Green flag back in the air. They head for turn three. Dale Jarrett brings him off the corner, down the back straightaway into turn number three. Rusty Wallace sitting in between himself and second place, Darrell Waltrip. 140 laps from conclusion. Here comes Jarrett out of the corner, back to the stripe. He's got the buffer car of Rusty Wallace between himself and second place, Waltrip. Third place, Terry Labonte. Everybody single file off turn two, streaking down this back straightaway. Joe Nemechek down to the inside, allowing some of the lead lap cars to make their move here in turn three. Good solid run for Jeff Bodine tonight. Don't count him out. He's been a factor up there in the top seven or eight cars just about all evening. Still working very well. Jarrett's a leader. He's back to three. Bobby Labonte now coming up into the top five. He's in the fifth position, now tracking Jeff Bodine right behind that car as they head back into turns three and four. Many of the leaders pitted on lap 322. Derek Cope pitted on 363, so you've got a 40-lap difference in there, 20 miles worth. Should that be a factor as this race winds to conclusion? 130 laps to go. We go to the pitch. Let's talk to Larry McReynolds, the crew chief on the car. First of all, Larry, what's Dale saying about the car? Jimmy, Jimmy, I know you're leading the race right now. The car is still a little bit loose. We'd like to get one more chassis adjustment to get it tightened up. Track position is so important. Even with your car is ill-handling, you can't afford to pit and get put at the back. But we get 50 or 60 laps on these tires, you get a cost. We'll definitely get in here and adjust on it. Can you make it on fuel if we don't have another caution? Yeah, with all these cautions we've had, we can make the distance on fuel. But I just hope the tires and the handling on the car don't go away. That's the word from Larry McReynolds. The car just a bit loose. They can't make it on fuel. Heck of a scramble going on back at about sixth place. There's about three or four cars locked up in that. Ted Musgrave is in it. So is Mark Martin. Jeff Gordon is locked up in that. That's Trouble Spencer. in three. Jimmy Spencer goes around three laps down. Here comes Cope to the apron of the racetrack. Avoids him. Everybody else gets on the binders. We're under caution. Caution at lap 374. Coming out for the 14th time. Jimmy Spencer running three laps down. And he just went on around up there. It's been a tough old night for Jimmy Spencer. I tell you what, Spencer will be glad when this weekend is over. That car is beaten up on both ends and on both sides. Alan Bestwick, as he goes by you, if you look anywhere on that car, it's got some wrinkles in it. Yeah, he sure had a tough night. He's been involved in four or five different skirmishes. That time he was racing to the outside of Ted Musgrave, who was trying to get underneath him. And uh, Spencer's car ended up going on up the bank, and he's driven it back around now to the attention of the, the crew. Meantime, the lead cars are getting ready to come down pit road. 374 laps are on the scoreboard, and it looks like most of the front runners are going to stay on the racetrack. 17 cars on the lead lap as we get set to go back to green. Lap 378. Average speed down to 78.595 miles an hour. And Doyle Ford set to wave in another flag. His poor old arm not ready to fall off his body, I believe. Tell you what, the pit crews, the flagman, and everybody else has had a tough night here at Bristol. Green flag is in the air, and again, Dale Jarrett, good restart. He'll pull away from Waltrip, three or four car lengths, no traffic between the two as they work up to three. Darrell Waltham now clears the lap car. Jeremy Mayfield, he now sets his sights on the race leader, Dale Jarrett, but he's five car links behind him. Here they come off the corner, turn number four to the stripe. Labonte, that's Terry, then Jeff Bodine, then Bobby Labonte, the Labonte brothers together again as they were up in Michigan a weekend ago. They're running third and fifth. Those cars working wide to get by the slower traffic. Jeremy Mayfield and Morgan Shepard holding the inside lanes as they all race into turn three. No contest between first, second, and third right now as Jeff Bodine rides fourth. The battle's going to be back there for about fifth, sixth, and seventh. That's a good scramble off turn two. Bobby Labonte makes the move around the lap traffic right behind him now. Ted Musgrave, he's still separated from the front five by several laps. 
lap cars. Oh, Ted's having a good run tonight. Didn't really expect to have a chance to win here. He says, heck, I'm kind of like Harry Ganty told me the other day. He said, I just seem to be finishing second or third or something. He said, just so very tough to get a win, but he's running awfully well. He's up at the sixth spot. Back in seventh now, you've got Jeff Gordon. A couple of lap cars now separating Gordon from the next car in line. That would be Mark Martin. Mark Martin trying to get untangled from some of that lap traffic back there and get a little clear sailing himself. He led some of the event here earlier in the evening if you just tuned us in, but right now he's a little far back in the pack. Dale Jarrett is a leader. He has pulled away from Darrell Waltrip by almost a full second right now. It's about five or six car lengths back to Terry Labonte as he tries to reel in Darrell Waltrip and take away that second spot. That's a front three coming down the back straight away back into the fourth spot. Now you've got Jeff O'Dine. Great run for him this evening. And Bobby Labonte completes the top five. got to ask you, Barney, who would just be tuning us in at a quarter to midnight at night? Somebody <laughs> that went to the drive-in and suddenly turned the radio on. I bet you're right. 384 laps on the board. Dale Jarrett leads in turn three. Good battle for the six spot now. Ted Musgrave has it. Jeff Gordon's running after him for it. Looking to the inside. Musgrave held his card down low and Gordon will have to stay in behind him. Jeff Gordon's got his hands full too with Mark Martin and scooting in on him down in turns one and two. That's a real good tight battle among three cars as they work back up to turn three. Three-way battle all single file for now. Coming down the back straightaway Ted Musgrave in the sixth spot. Jeff Gordon all over his rear deck and Mark Martin also in that tango. Terry Labonte has caught Darrell Waltrip now. Thought about an inside move for second spot in turn two couldn't do it. He looks again coming off the corner down the back straight away but Darrell Waltrip has the inside lane occupied. Jeff Gordon dives underneath Ted Musgrave this time and Mark Martin will come with him. Ted drifts a little bit high. It's going to cost him two positions as they work back to turn number one. Gordon moves up to the sixth spot. Mark Martin to the seventh position and Ted Musgrave drops back to eighth. And don't forget Derek Culp. Remember he made that pitch stop went all the way to the back. He's now up to ninth position. Just got around a couple of lap cars of Morgan Shepard and Jeremy Mayfield and on the stopwatch Derek Culp may be one of the quickest cars on the racetrack. Good battle for second. Once again Terry Labonte looks to the inside of Darrell Waltrip. Waltrip again will have no move in that. In turn three and four. Waltrip does go wide. Labonte's got him. Terry Labonte has had one of those nights when he's... Trouble in turn four. Lake Speed loops around in front of Michael Waltrip. The car comes down the banking. Everyone safely gets by. Caution on the speedway. It'll be the 15th one of the evening here at Bristol and we may tie or beat that record of 20 caution flags if this keeps up before the evening is over. Back to Joe Moore. Lake Speed racing in the outside lane. A lot of traffic coming through these turns and the back end of the car just broke loose. He slammed on the outside, sent a lot of damage, bending down some of the sheet metal on that rear tire. And a good piece of driving by Michael Walchip, too, to avoid Lake Speed, who was right there. Michael really got the car slowed down. Lake has some damage to the automobile. Smoke trailing from behind the spam machine. Here comes the blue and yellow car out of turn number four, and he will have to be coming into the attention of the crew. And it may be a real mad scramble because we're going into the final 100 laps here of the evening. Dale Jarrett is the leader. Terry Labonte is second. Darrell Waltrip rides third. Jeff Bonine is fourth as the green flag goes back in the air. Dale Jarrett gets a break and again gets a lap car between himself and the second place machine. Jarrett brings him down the back straight away. Rusty Wallace takes a look down to the inside of Jarrett. Can't make the move. He'll fall back in line behind him. We've not talked much about Jeff Bodine this evening. Not nearly enough to compensate for the run he is having right now. The X-side Ford right on Darrell Waltrip's rear deck. Jeff Bodine up to the fourth position. Peeking down to the inside of Darrell Waltrip. Can't make the move. Back in single file they'll go. A shuffle further back as some of the lead lap cars go wide to get by Jimmy Spencer and Joe Nemechek. And Jeff 
Jeff Gordon is one of those that has to take the high line through three and four along with Mark Martin. Talking about Jeff Bodine, there's not a team in here that needs a win worse than they do. They go back to turn two. He's in the fourth spot, still riding along behind Darrell Walter. This Terry Labonte clears a lap car of Rusty Wallace. Well, Derek Cope's on the move. Remember, he made that pit stop earlier. His march to the front interrupted by that caution flag, but now he's worked around two more lap cars, closing in on Mark Martin back at six. He's up to the eighth position now, coming down the back straightaway. Single file. Now he's cleared a lot of that lap traffic. Derek Cope just threading his way through, trying to keep the car in one piece, see if he can get back up there and get a shot at winning this thing before the evening is over. At the front of the pack, Dale Jarrett, two car lengths ahead of Terry Labonte in three. Single file coming back into the turn, so you got the Rusty Wallace lap car between Terry Labonte and the third-place machine of Darrell Waltrip, and now Labonte's starting to put some pressure on Dale Jarrett. And Michael Waltrip goes all the way up the banking, rim rides through turns three and four, keeps it off the wall, continues on his way as Terry Labonte closes in on Dale Jarrett. We're at lap 4.05 in the final 100 laps of the event. Winston Kelly is at the infield care center. Any news on Lake Speed? No, there's not. We saw the, uh, the rescue crew. They took him out on a stretcher into the infield care center, but we couldn't see if that was from precautionary measures or not. Lake Speed still in the infield care center. Could have inhaled a little bit of the fumes and smoke that was coming up from that car. Pretty good oil fire there, it looked like, for a little time. I... Uh, would speculate that he might have gotten some of those fumes down in turn one. Terry Labonte turning up the heat right now on Dale Jarrett. He had a fender alongside him up in turn number three last time around. Has to back out of it a little bit as they go Trouble off turn, in turn two. Trouble in turn four. Ted Musgrave goes around, just about saved it, couldn't quite do it. Gets onto the flat of the apron and will remain under green. Ted Musgrave got caught up in a four or five car crunch move. The car about went around, but he saved the automobile and we will stay under under green flag conditions, but it's bunched up the traffic for the leaders on the backstretch. Squeezing around some of the slower traffic. Here they come. Straighten out uh, single file as they head back to turn three. Move underneath Greg Sachs' car as he works his way up the banking, up in turns three and four, and go back to turn number one. Dale Jarrett still doing a good job of holding off Terry Labonte. It allowed Darrell Walter to close up just a little bit. Labonte takes a look again in three. Labonte again looks down low. There is lap traffic ahead of the form of Robert Presley. He'll fall back in behind Dale Jarrett. Steve Grissom goes way high in turn two. Might have touched the wall just a tad. He'll limp the Meineke car around the racetrack trying to get down to the low side to get to pit road. But with all the traffic, he can't get down to the low side of the racetrack. So he'll stay as the cars go beneath him. He'll stay again against the outside wall. Dale Jarrett continues to lead the Goodies 500 here in Bristol, Tennessee. Steve Grissom still can't get to the low side of the racetrack. Dave Marcus has problems in the wall, gets back right hit and continues on his way as Grissom finally finds a hole in traffic and gets down to the low side of the track. It's got to be awfully frustrating. Yeah, you can't just cut a turn signal on and say, yeah. excuse me, and get in there, but he finally does make it over to Pitt Road. We're in the final 100 laps here at Bristol in the Goodies 500. Yeah, yeah. Up for grabs very much so among five or six cars yet to win. Dale Jarrett looks good at this point. He has pulled away five, six car lengths from Terry Labonte. As Terry looks back, Darrell Waltrip's within striking distance of that second place in turn three. All that front pack working around some of the slower traffic. Dale Jarrett already getting by John Andretti. Couple of the cars. Labonte now clearing that traffic. Still Rusty Wallace. A number of laps down riding along with the race leaders. Then you get to Darrell Waltrip and 
Jeff Bodine, all single file, this time exiting turn two and heading down this back straightaway. Rusty Wallace is 48 laps down in midnight. He's had problems all evening long. And speaking of midnight, that's where we are. But we are live here in Bristol after a 90-minute delay to begin the evening's activity. So, as Barney aptly put it a short while ago, for those of you just tuning in, we welcome you to the Goodies 500 here. We're still some 75 laps from conclusion. Actually, more than that, we're some 80 laps from conclusion here in Thunder Valley, USA. Bill Jarrett dealing with traffic in turn two. Making his way to the inside of Brett Bodine, falling in behind Robert Presley. He'll follow Presley Chevrolet into turn three. And if you make a mistake at this stage of the race in this final 75 laps that's about to come up here right now, you're not going to get it back. Earlier in the evening, he had problems. He had still had plenty of time to do it. And the car is still on the lead lap. Know that. They can't afford to give up anything out there. They've got to be really careful not to spin the car or do anything else to wrinkle it up, to damage it to where they won't have a chance to win. Jeff Bodine getting stronger as the evening goes on. He has thoughts of getting around Daryl Walter. If he put a move on him off turn number four, it didn't work. They're back in two. It's a race for third coming off turn number two. Here they come single file down the turn. This time, Bodine just falls in behind Daryl Walter. He'll peek down low in turn four, but again, fall in behind him. Now, he won't force the issue right now. Everybody stays on their own groove. Fifteen cars on the lead lap. Dale Jarrett leads, then Terry Labonte, Daryl Waltrip, Jeff Bodine, and Bobby Labonte. Mark Martin is sixth, Jeff Gordon seventh. You've got Derek Cope eighth. Mike Wallace a super run on the Heilig Myers car. He's up to ninth, and tenth is Sterling Marlin. Fourteen cars on the lead lap right now. Kenny Schrader going a lap down moments ago, and some good moves for Terry Labonte to grab the lead. He finally found the opening coming off turn two, swept to the inside, and now he's in front of Dale Jarrett. Terry Labonte's had a good car all evening long. He's had to play catch-up a time or two. He's been at the front of the pack. He's been back in the middle, and every time he's been able to work his way back up there. Daryl Waltrip beginning to scramble a little bit more. That car looks stronger also. Best race on the speedway going on between Jeff Bodine and Jeff Gordon in three. Jeff Bodine holding off Jeff Gordon. Gordon looking to the outside, trying to take that outside lane. There is traffic ahead, so he'll have to fall back in behind Jeff Bodine. Jeff Bodine running in fourth. Jeff Gordon is now in fifth. They've got a couple of lap cars ahead of them before they get to Terry Labonte, who is a former winner here. Then Dale Jarrett and Darrell Walter. You know, you think about Dale Jarrett. Last week at Michigan, we all remember the story of the Saturday race, the Bush race, the Detroit Gasket 200. But just think, he led so much of that race had nothing to show for it when the day was done. Led a lot of Sunday's event. Then the race goes away up in smoke. That was probably one of the worst weekends. It's nice to at least see him having a good run here again because last weekend he, he led more laps than anybody and had nothing to show for it. Tell you what, he's had a tough year, but things have really turned around for him in recent weeks. A lot of speculation about what he's going to be doing in 1996, but he's making his stock go up every week by the performances he's been turning in in that car in the last few weeks. Still having a good run. He's got his hands full with Darrell Waltrip. They're off two. Waltrip trying to make the move around Dale Jarrett's car. They'll go single file. One of the great battles going on for seventh now. Bobby Labonte there trying to hold off Derek Cope. They've got the lap car of Kenny Schrader in the mix there as well, but Cope and Bobby Labonte both bypass him there and go back to turn number one while Jarrett tries to work around John Andretti and get closer to the front. Jarrett squeezes down to the inside, gives an opening for Darrell Waltrip for a moment. He had a thought, but now falls back in line behind Jarrett. Darrell about to put the moves on, try and get himself in contention to win here. The laps are winding down at Bristol. 438 are on the scoreboard of the Goodies 500. Darrell wants to get out of that pack of traffic and get up there and position himself as close to the front. Maybe take the lead if he can and lead the last part of this thing. 
The leader right now, Terry Labonte, six car lengths ahead of Dale Jarrett. He's about three car lengths ahead of Darrell Walter, but it's a long ways back to Jeff Bodine and Jeff Gordon. They're back in three. Here they come, single file down the back straightaway. Most of the front five have cleared their way of most of the traffic, but from there on back, quite a bit of traffic separating the field. Derek Cope with about three or four cars between himself and the rest of those uh, front runners. Bobby Labonte also buried behind some of the slower traffic. You know who's starting to make his move again? Dale Earnhardt. Be very quiet. We haven't talked about him, but he's being shown in ninth spot right now. He's gotten around Bobby Labonte. He'll try and chase down the lap car of Schrader and then deal with Derek Cope. He's not quite in position to challenge for the win quite yet, but we've still got some 60 laps of racing to go with Labonte, Terry Labonte, showing the way through three and four, dealing with some race traffic. He's got Bobby Hamilton and Mike Waltrip just ahead of him now as a good scramble is ongoing. In turns three and four between Michael Waltrip, or at least Michael Wallace, and Bobby Labonte for eighth and ninth. Yeah, that was a good one there for just, they were door-to-door going through turn three and four, Joe Moore, and that traffic ahead, I think, made them tuck back in single file. Yeah, they settled down for a few moments, and now they'll stay that way. Bobby Labonte clearing Mike Wallace his car now setting his sights on Derek Cope, who goes wide up in turn four. Here they come back out of the corner. Lap 443 on the board. Alan Bestwick is in the Heilig Myers pit area. I sure am. They've had a great race. They started 27th. He's running in the 10th spot. Challenging for right now. Matt Apperson calling the shots for the team here this weekend. We've had a great race so far tonight. What's Mike saying? He can't hear what I'm saying. I'll try and show him the question. 27th to 10th. We've had a great race tonight. Well, I really can't hear what you're saying right now. But the Highland Miles Ford Thunderbird has really run good all night. Mike's done a super job, and Dean's done a super job. We're hoping that Josh might be halfway through the race, and Mike's leg is burnt real bad, so he's just trying to hang on and get us a top 10 finish tonight. That was what the problem was earlier, Eli, when we talked about the sparks under the Highland Myers car, but Mike Wallace is having a top 10 run this Friday. Jeremy Mayfield tagging the wall coming out of turn number two. He'll go to the high side of the racetrack and as happened to Steve Grissom a while ago, he can't get back across traffic so he'll have to be patient as Jeff Bodine just squeezes by and now Mayfield finds an opening and Jeremy goes to the apron of the racetrack. Lap 447 on the board. That's a super run for Mike Wallace here this evening. Now as we find out under some adverse conditions, not feeling all that well with a a leg problem in the car. He's hanging in there real strong. Just a moment ago, Derek Cope dropped off the pace and and in doing so, he lost a couple of positions. Bobby Labonte got by him, and so did Mike Wallace as they both move up a notch down in turn one and two. And right now, Derek's got his hands full again, this time with Sterling Marlin over in turn three. Yeah, Labonte picked up the eighth position of that exchange. Mike Wallace went to ninth. That's a great battle there. Derek Cope, meanwhile, drops back. He faces a challenge from Sterling Marlin. They work off the corner. Sterling Marlin really hasn't been the factor tonight we had looked for. He's running in the 11th spot right now as the field works back around off the corner. Lap 450 on the board. Rich Bickle making another pit stop on the racetrack. Jeff Bodine running well. Winston Kelly is in the pit of the fourth place runner. And before we talk to Paul Andrews, we just talked to Reese Speed, the wife of Lane Speed. He said that Lane is doing just fine. He's a little bit dehydrated, so they're giving him some fluid via an IV in the infield care center. He didn't have a little bit of smoke, but he's doing okay. Paul Andrews, he got a good car. What's Jeff saying? What's Jeff saying about the car? Be closer. That's the word from Paul Andrews. Very tough.
Best battle on the racetrack now is back there at about eighth position. Bobby Labonte has about five cars trying to get up there and take it away from him. Mike Wallace will be the first of those trying to do so, followed by Sterling Marlin and Jeff Burton and Derek Cope. They all sweep up to turn three. Oh, Mike Wallace broke loose coming off the turn. Sterling Marlin almost got a run at him, and Wallace did a great job holding on to the car. They stay nose to tail off turn four. Terry Labonte leads by nine-tenths of a second right now. Rich Bickle has taken his car behind the wall and has gone all the way to the transporter area. So he apparently is done for the night in that Kendall Pontiac. Lap 455 on the board. Steve Grissom back on the racetrack. But the Bobby Labonte battle, eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh behind him is a good one back to turn one. What's causing those guys such a hard time behind Bobby Labonte is that his car is holding down at the inside lane. They can't get a run at him. Sterling Marlin now putting the pressure on the car right behind Bobby Labonte, that's Mike Wallace. One of the big keys at a short track is if you protect that inside groove, make them work their way around on the outside. Even if they've got a better car, they may do it, but you really make them work for it. This time, Bobby Labonte goes high. Mike Wallace gets underneath him, so does Sterling Marlin back in three. Opens the doors. Both cars get by, but Bobby is able to pull the car back down before Jeff Burton and Derek Cope get a shot at him. Jeff Burton running 11th. We told you earlier in the evening that that Ray Bestis team has not finished better than 18th all year long, and they're running an 11th right now en route to what might be their best finish of the year on one of the circuit's toughest racetracks. Give Sterling Marlin a spot right now. He'll move around the Mike Wallace car to climb closer to the front. It puts him in the ninth position. We're at lap 4.58 shortly after midnight Eastern time. 32 laps to go. Terry Labonte trying to outlast everybody else. He's got a lead on Dale Jarrett of about a second. Third place now is Darrell Waltrip. Jeff Bodine right behind him in fourth. Fifth is Jeff Gordon. Sixth is Mark Martin make that sixth place for Dale Earnhardt. He's just gone around Mark Martin, who now runs in seventh. Let's go to Alan Bestwick. I am down in the Western Auto pits, and Keith Peterson, Darrell Walton's crew chief, has been named the Western Auto mechanic of the race. Darrell running in third after starting back in the 20th position. He led earlier on today. Pete is talking to his driver right now. They're trying to find a way to hold off a charge of several cars that are closing in on them. But Pete's going to get $2,000 from Western Auto. And a well-deserved nomination here for him this weekend. Darrell Walter does have his hands full right now. Jeff Bodine isn't real sure whether he needs to go inside or outside because Jeff Gordon is close enough to him, and Jeff Gordon's got his hands full with Earnhardt as they work to three. Here comes Earnhardt squeezing down to the inside of Gordon's multicolored Chevrolet. Opens up the lane, and Earnhardt will grab another spot. He now sets sights for Jeff Bodine. Gordon also got stuck in behind Brett Bodine for a moment. Allows Mark Martin to go by, so not the best of laps right there for Mark Martin, or rather for Gordon, I should say, who just found himself caught up in race traffic as Martin went by, and others did as well. Dale Earnhardt on the move now. He is caught fourth place. Jeff Bodine here at the start-finish line. He'll go to Bodine's inside and back to turn one they go. Earnhardt squeezes down to the inside. He's got to quickly get up in front of Bodine because the slower car of Greg Sachs is just ahead. Threads his way through all that traffic. He picks up another spot. And while all that is going on, Terry Labonte gets even further away from Dale Jarrett as the laps wind down here at Bristol, Tennessee. Looks like maybe a full second or better. One and seven tenths of a second is what it is for the leader over in turn three. Jarrett's got plenty of breathing room as well. Back to the third place car of Daryl Waltrip. But Waltrip, the man who's busy right now. Earnhardt's right up on his bumper. 
Terry Labonte on towards turn number one now with 25 laps to go. A former winner here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee as everybody watches the battle now for third. Earnhardt right up on the bumper of Darrell Waltrip here halfway down the back straightaway. Earnhardt drops down low. Waltrip goes wide. Here goes Dale. He'll pick up the spot. Door to door coming through three and four, but when they come off four, Earnhardt punches the throttle. He'll pull away by a couple of car lengths and drop Darrell Waltrip back one spot. Meanwhile, Jeff Bodine's got his hands full again with Mark Martin. Mark Martin's on the move. Halfway down the back straightaway, the same move that Darrell Waltrip made a few moments ago, or rather Dale Earnhardt made getting by Darrell Waltrip. Mark Martin to the inside lane. He'll pick off the spot from Jeff Bodine. At the same time, Terry Levani goes around Morgan Shepard, disposing of the Sitco team car right there. Here he comes off turn number four, back to the stripe. Before long, Terry Labonte is going to chase down his brother Bobby Labonte. He's running in 12th. That's how well Terry's getting around right now. Terry's got a good bit of traffic he'll deal with. Coming down the back straightaway, Ted Musgrave, Jimmy Spencer, and brother Bobby just ahead of the race leader. And Dale Earnhardt driving the wheels off the Goodrich Chevrolet, trying to get up there and at least salvage a second-place finish and maybe a win if he can. The way he's been getting through traffic, he could chase down the leader. He still barely got time to do it, but he's going to have to hustle in a hurry. He's after second place right now. And a close call for Jeff Bodine that time in turn number four. His car swept up high as Ford almost tucked into the outside retaining wall. It cost him a spot as Jeff Gordon was able to get by. Terry Labonte continues as the leader. He's right now behind Jimmy Spencer. They'll work alongside Greg Sachs, bypassing the Hardy's car. When they come back to the start-finish line, we'll get the interval for you. Spencer goes high, opens the inside for Labonte to get by. Terry's to the stripe. Here comes Dale Jarrett. One point zero six seconds so just over a second the deficit now at lap 481 they're in three and one lap car between those two jimmy spencer separates labani as an addition to that time from the uh, second place car of dale jarrett if anybody's going to make a move time's going to become the factor 18 laps remain in the goodies 500 here at bristol tennessee as terry labani winds his way around dale jarrett's chopped off some of the interval back in three jarrett's busy getting around traffic first jimmy spencer still he's got brett lodine to bypass he'll take his time getting around Brett. He is running many, many laps down. Brett Bodine is 87 in arrears. He'll go high allowing Dale Jarrett to bypass him off too. Here's Terry Labonte now closing in on even more traffic. Three cars racing together. Derek Cope, Bobby Labonte, and Ted Musgrave. Terry will be catching them in another lap. And Dale Earnhardt will have to dive all the way to the bottom of the racetrack off turn number four to try and reel in Dale Jarrett and at least finish second here. He's out of turn two. Earnhardt makes his way by those slower cars. Here he comes down the back straightaway closing in on Dale Jarrett. Further back we're looking at Darrell Waltrip and Mark Martin. That battle settled down a little bit, but Martin is right up on the bumper of Darrell Waltrip. Can't make a move, though, because with Jimmy Spencer and Morgan Shepard, the lap car is just ahead of them. Mark really is not sure what group to go to. He'll look inside, and Waltrip cuts him off. Darrell Waltrip squeezes down low. Clay is, keeps uh, Mark Martin back in behind him as they both pick their way around Jimmy Spencer's battered car. Dale Jarrett looks up in the mirror. Dale Earnhardt's there. Two car lengths separate now for second place as they work off turn number two and get up to three. Jarrett holds his his car down low coming off the corner. Earnhardt doesn't have a chance this time, but he is right there on the rear deck of Jarrett's Ford. Everybody waiting, watching, trying to make a move. Earnhardt looks inside. Jarrett goes wide at the flag stand. Earnhardt tries to pass him to the inside. He draws near. They just about touch. Jarrett gives room. Earnhardt makes the move coming off turn number two. He'll pick up the spot. Jarrett falls back and behind him in single file. Tell you what, whether you're a Dale Earnhardt fan or whether you don't like Dale Earnhardt, you have to respect his driving ability and his competitiveness. There's not anybody in this business that 
able to drive a car any harder than he does. And if we had enough time, he might even run down the leader. He might do it anyway, Joe. Earnhardt's there in the second spot, and now he is beginning to close the gap a little bit. Again, we've got traffic to deal with here. Two or three cars right now. Two cars separate him from Terry Labonte, but he is closing in ground quickly. Derek Cope and Bobby Labonte are those two lapped cars. And again, Terry Labonte has two more lapped cars to deal with. I will also remind you again that Dale Earnhardt, remember earlier, had to go all the way to the back of the field in a penalty. Came back to the front. He had mechanical problems. Had the engine situation that was talked about. All in all, he has worked himself to the front a couple or three times here this evening. And now at lap 490, he is down by a second and a half. As ahead of him now, Ted Musgrave and Joe Nemechek get together just a bit. And Terry Labonte pulls away even more of a lead in turn one. Earnhardt squeezes by. Bobby Labonte gets around that car. Ted Musgrave drifts high in turn two. Here comes Earnhardt. He's dealing with Derek Cope here on the back straightaway. He'll flash by Nemechek and Cope now chasing down Terry Labonte. Won't be surprised if Dale Earnhardt melts those Goodyears down the way he's slinging that car around this racetrack trying to chase down the leader. But the thing that is against him now is time. Eight laps to go. They go back to three. Earnhardt now right in behind Greg Sachs. Sachs sees him coming. He goes to the outside lane. Earnhardt clears by there. Now he can set his sights on Terry Labonte. If you're curious, Jeff Gordon is running sixth. He's leading the NASCAR Winston Cup point standings. Sterling Marlin, he's running eighth. He's currently second in points. Dale Earnhardt, who is third in points, is now second on the scoreboard. Ted Musgrave has to come down pit road, making a scheduled, or rather an unscheduled pit stop here at lap 494. Tough break for Musgrave to have to stop this late in the event. Five laps to go for Terry Labonte. Labonte makes his way down the back straightaway. Now climbs a 36-degree banking of turn number three. Earnhardt begins to shut down the distance. Market now about a second and a half behind in the second spot. And there's no traffic between Dale Earnhardt and the leader as they go back to turn number one. But Terry is about to run into some traffic. That's going to allow Dale to close it up. Terry's going to get busy here in a moment. First, he'll pull up to the low side of the Brett Bodine car. Got a couple of cars racing side by side just ahead for the race leader. He's got Mike Wallace and Jeff Burke running just ahead of him, and they're both on the lead lap, running for position 9 and 10. They won't give much room to the leader. As Labonte closes in on those cars, Earnhardt makes his move by Brett Bodine and closes in even more on Terry Labonte. Dale's cut it down to about 15 or 20 car lengths. They cross the start-finish line, go back into the corner, and traffic might be the deciding factor in this one as they work off turn two. Terry Labonte sees those cars closing in. Now again, it's Jeff Burton and Mike Wallace just ahead into turn number three. Those cars look back and see that lead battle closing in on them. But again, they're on the lead lap. They don't have to give much room right here. Inside of two laps to go. Labonte has caught traffic. Here comes Earnhardt. Earnhardt shuts it down now within about five car lengths in the closing laps. Labonte now pinched right in behind Jeff Burton and Mike Wallace. White flag about to come up in the air for leader Terry Labonte as he works his way around the racetrack and heads back to turn one. Burton looks out of the inside of Mike Wallace. Tried to make the move. He'll fall back in line. Single file now. Earnhardt is within three car lengths of Terry Labonte. Last time into turn number three. And Labonte now deals with the track. Traffic. Lap 499 on the board. Here they come to the stripe. White flag in traffic. Labonte gets crossed up. Labonte goes around. Dale Earnhardt now watches, but across the line, I believe Labonte spun across the line and got the win. And it was tough to tell as the checkers came out. But with contact between Labonte and Earnhardt at the checkered flag, I believe Terry spun across the line with the win at the checkers. And in and around all of that, Jeff Bodine had to make a stop for fuel on the last lap. He will drop all the way down, having to make the stop for fuel. 500 laps. It was worth the wait. Terry Labonte wins here at Bristol. 
NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Career win number 16 for Terry Labonte, his second here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee as he spins across the start-finish line to get the checkered flag. We'll go to victory lane shortly, but first to Winston Kelly. I tell you, if anybody earned their nickel tonight, it was Dale Earnhardt. To recap your race tonight, we probably need about 10 minutes, but just start with your perspective of tonight's race, Dale. I congratulate Terry. He ran a heck of a race, and we couldn't catch him. I got up, jammed up on him, slow cars, and I got into him. He still won the race, but uh, I just won him nice. How about that incident early on in the race? Can you recap that with Rusty? Well, we bobbled up off the corner there, and I bumped him and spun him, and uh, it was all just close racing. Uh, they penalized me for to go to the back, so we had a lot of time to make up, and then the 12 car loaded up or something, and something happened to the carburetor, and we jammed in the back of him, knocked the oil, oil cooler off of it, so we... A little bit of uh, difference of opinion between Rusty Wallace and Dale Earnhardt. Rusty and Dale exchanging words down here. So uh, we'll throw it back up top. Let's go down to Alan Bestwick. All right, I'm with Dale Jarrett, who's sitting in the window of the Texaco Haviland Ford Thunderbird now. Dale, great race tonight. You started back in 16th, and you had it out in front for quite a while. Yeah, I just uh, couldn't keep it out there whenever it counted. Uh, those guys were just a little strong. I know Dale had better tires than either Terry or I, but... Uh, you know, we tried the car. We never just got it exactly right. I was always a little bit loose uh, towards the end of a run, and, and that's what happened there. But these guys did a fantastic job in the pits. Uh, heck of a pit stop every time that I go in there. And, you know, they make up positions for me, make my job a lot easier. So uh, my hat's off to them. And uh, the Stesto Havlin Mac Tools Ford ran good, uh, just not quite enough. A third-place finish tonight for Dale Jarrett. Let's check in victory lane. And Terry Labonte is in victory lane, his 16th career win. And what a finish. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, it was it was exciting there at the end. You know, Dale was catching us there, and uh, and I thought we had enough laps to hold him off. He had a little bit fresher tires than we did, and his car was awful good, too. And then we got up in that lap, lap traffic, and those guys were running side by side and trying to race each other and didn't have a whole lot of respect for the leaders coming. And, uh, you know, Dale got in the back of me, and I just stood in the gas and got in the side of one of those guys, and, uh, you know, we, we beat him across the line. It looked like patience for Terry Lamonte tonight. You picked the time to go when you needed to go. I'll tell you what, our Kellogg Chevrolet ran great, and Gary DeHart and all the guys just did a super job on it. I didn't put a scratch in the car until the last lap there, but, uh, you know, I just can't uh, thank our sponsors enough, Kellogg's, uh, GMAC, Valvoline. Got to say hi to Rick Hendrick. Uh, you know, uh, it's just been a, a great season for us, and uh, we felt like the second half was going to be better than the first half, and hopefully this is uh, the start of a few more races to win. When you were behind Jerry there, when did you decide uh, I've got to go if I'm going to win this race? Well, he was, uh, yeah, I was quite a bit faster in the corner than him, and his car was getting a little bit loose there, and so I just got an opportunity to get by him and uh, had a couple of runs at him and didn't make it, and then finally got up alongside him. 1984 was the last time you visited Victory Lane here. Well, I know it. I think I've been a few fenders since that night. But, uh, you know, it's great to win up here. And uh, like I said, these guys just did a super job on the car. And uh, uh, that makes makes my job easy, as good as these cars are. I still believe you and Bobby are counting. He picked up the win number three last week, and you pick it up here tonight. Yeah, well, he had one up on me. And, uh, uh, you know, we were able to tie it. So uh, it was a good run for us. Terry Labonte wins at Bristol, Tennessee. He led one time for 69 laps this evening, but it was the right time as he takes home the win. Let's go back downstairs. Winston Kelly first. Has everything uh, quieted down there with uh, Dale and Rusty? 
Well, it has. We were standing there talking to Dale, and Rusty walked by on the other side of the car and threw what appeared to be a water bottle at him and said, I'll see you in Darlington. Dale did hold his temper. He walked over and talked to him a bit. They did exchange some words, and they talked to each other a little bit, and they both walked off. I can't say that the tempers are totally gone away, but uh, that's a recap of the situation. Darrell Waltrip has just crawled out of the Western Auto Chevrolet, a 12-time winner here. Daryl, I tell you, some things just don't change. When you need some good medicine for the Western Auto team, you just come back to Bristol. Well, we had an awful good car tonight, and the guys did a great job. And uh, I thought it was going to be my night. But, uh, you know, them boys at the end there, we didn't stop the latter part of the race, and uh, they were just a little quicker than we were. And tell you the truth, I got kind of tired, too. These young boys will wear you down. Was it a situation where the tires were going away as well? Yeah, we just had about... Uh, what, 180 so laps on this set of tires. So uh, great tires that they'd run that long, but uh, by the same token, uh, freshmen would have probably been a little quicker. But I'm tickled to death. We needed a good finish. We got one run up front. And, uh, by the way, it's 13 wins. 13 wins, counting a Bush Grand National win here. Uh, equal, he has a third-place finish and a fourth here at Bristol this year. Check back in with Alan Bestwick. All right, the fifth-place finisher is Mark Martin. Mark, how hard did you have to work for that play, fifth place? I dodged a lot of bullets and not enough. Uh, we had a good car tonight. It's really, really a shame that, uh, you know, we got some idiots out there on the racetrack that uh, we can't seem to teach how to do this deal. And uh, so we were in two different wrecks that, uh, you know, set us back a little bit. But uh, then, you know, we're real lucky to finish fifth, too. Uh, that wreck, that one wreck we were in should have should have took us out. and. The car still handled good, and it was still a contender. We just lost our track position and never got it back. Uh, well, we were coming up through there pretty good, but uh, we'll just have to take fifth for tonight and say that we were lucky to finish. Uh, lucky, but he worked hard to get back up through the pack, too, for a top five. That's Mark Martin. And I'll tell you, that was a great piece of driving Mark did, as we mentioned at the time, to uh, stay out of the wall and do more damage than he did to that Valvoline car. The members of the media covering the Goodies 500 have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $1,000 to Lake Speed, a $250 donation going to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, as well from Goodies Headache Powders and Tablets in the name of Lake Speed. Fifteen caution flags tonight. The average speed, 81.984 miles an hour. Barney, time for you and I to select the Raybestos Break of the Race Award. We'll award $500 from Raybestos Breaks to the driver receiving a good or or a bad break here uh, this evening or early this morning. And uh, there are a lot of ways to go. I guess I guess ultimately you've got to think it was a pretty good break for Terry Labonte. There at the end, he spun across the finish line and, and not in another direction, and he held on for the victory. Yeah, there wasn't too many good breaks in the race tonight, and Terry got the one good break. Let's go in that direction. So Terry Labonte will take home $500 from the folks at Ray Bestis for the break of the race award with our congratulations from Ray Bestis. Also this evening, the Plastic Coat Winning Finish Award. That goes each and every week to the winning crew chief on the NASCAR Winston Cup scene and Gary Dehart, who turns the wrenches for that Kellogg's car gets the win here this evening so $2,000 to Gary Dehart winning the Plastic Coat winning finish award. Why don't we take a look at the full rundown now for the folks. Terry Labonte is the winner. Dale Earnhardt will finish second. Dale Jarrett runs third. Darrell Waltrip is fourth. Mark Martin will finish fifth. Jeff Gordon finishes sixth. Sterling Marlin is seventh. Mike Wallace ran eighth. Ninth was Jeff Burton and all these cars finished on the lead lap. Derek Cope finished tenth. A lap down. Finishing eleventh was Bobby Labonte. Jeff Bodine came 
came home 12th. Ted Musgrave finished 13th. Kenny Schrader was 14th. 15th will go to Michael Waltrip. Joe Nemechek finished 16th. Morgan Shepard was 17th. Jimmy Spencer, 18th. John Andretti, 19th. And Bobby Hamilton round out the top 20. 21st will be Rusty Wallace, 22nd Steve Grissom, 23rd is Bill Elliott, and 24th Robert Presley. Greg Sachs finishes 25th, 26th is Rick Mast. Dave Marcus finishes 27th. Brett Bodine will come home in 28th, 29th tonight. Lake Speed, who deserved a whole lot better than that. And 30th will be Jeremy Mayfield. 31st goes to Rich Bickle. 32nd here uh, this evening in the finishing order, Ricky Craven. 33rd, Hutt Strickland. Ward Burton finishes 35th. 34th, 35th, Dick Trickle, and first out of the race, Ricky Rudd. He'll finish in 36th. Eight cars on the lead laps at the end. 15 caution periods for 105 laps in a race that was started an hour and a half late due to a rain delay. Quick reminder again, next weekend, Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. A big doubleheader. Saturday, the NASCAR Bush Series and the Gatorade 200. Sunday, the Mountain Dew Southern 500. We'll have both of those broadcasts for you here on MRN Radio and of course our Bush Pole qualifying coverage beginning at 3.10 Eastern Time on Friday afternoon. Plenty of NASCAR coverage all week long. Weekday mornings, Ned Jarrett with the World of Racing. Weekday afternoons, Alan Bestwick will host NASCAR today and I'll join you Tuesday night. We'll open the phone lines toll free. 1-800-2-NASCAR is the number for Tuesday evening's 7 o'clock edition of NASCAR Live. Our thanks to Martha Oliver and Johanna Hammonds. They were on the scoring loop this evening. Their help was invaluable. Joe Moore covered the action out of the turns, while Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Alan Bestwick were down in the pit area and in the garage. For Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold. Thanks so much for staying with us here in the early hours of Sunday morning with our congratulations to Terry Labonte, a two-time winner here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee, winning tonight's running of the Goodies 500. From Bristol Raceway, for all of us at MRN, good morning, everyone. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.